are back on the Exit 52 podcast. It is Wednesday, July 19th, 2023. My name is Jake Luke, and uh, we all are here, minus one, watching the Baltimore Orioles, uh, currently struggling a little bit with uh, Adam Frazier as I'm watching this, bumbling a pretty a pretty routine little field situation there. Uh, second, so the Dodgers, looks like they might be running away with this one, five to one, halfway through the game. My name is Jake Luke. I'm joined by Eric, by Spenny. By Taylor. Like I said, almost a full house. Banks is just frolicking around in Wisconsin doing God knows what. You know, God knows when we're going to hear from that guy next. But uh, Eric, we'll start with you. How's it going tonight? Um, It's going all right. I never even got the chance to turn on the game. I took a little nap after work and then uh, ate some dinner. And by the time I looked up, I was getting texts saying, don't watch it. So I kind of decided to do other things. Um, But other than that, we're, we're in the virtual room with the boys. So it's good. Like a nice, nice little pre uh, pre pod talk as we always do. Yeah, no, it's uh, the banter is always good. Uh, it's kind of like I feel like it's like half planning meeting, half BSing around. Just kind of a little bit of a work hard, play hard environment that we have around here. If, you, if people don't know that, Taylor, how's it going down there in the uh, the dark room in the bottom right corner there? Yeah, I, need, I my lighting has gotten significantly worse in here somehow, so I have to I have to figure that part of my. I got I got a ring light guy if you want. Yeah, I I. I I ha- I bought a ring light, so I have it. I just have to set it up. And now, as I look at the three of you guys gleaming and me like sitting in a dark state over here, I realize that that's going to be a little bit more of a priority for me moving forward. No, things are good. Uh, I did I did catch some of the the game that's going on. Um, turned it on. Um, had the pleasure of watching some Enrique Bradfield on the broadcast, which was nice. Uh, before I walked up here, um, and also started. Um, the new season of the summer I turned pretty, which I think me and Spenny are planning to do a full in-depth review of when the season is over for all of our li- crossover listeners of Baltimore sports and that show. Um, but you know, I, I, I know Eric will be, will be strongly hearing that um, as we go through. So um, yeah, that's, that's, that's all that's going on here. Um, ex- you know, very excited about our baseball team. I think that's the, that's the main takeaway at this point. Yeah, definitely. And listen, I'm a content guy. If you want to hook that up, we'll we'll hook it up and we'll we'll get more content for you. All right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, j- uh, so gentle spend Crankshaw, fresh off of a uh, Myrtle Beach golf trip. How are we doing? Doing well. I uh, hit the big three zero. I'm thirty. I feel like I have no more like important birthdays. It was kind of a relief because everyone's like, "What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do for your thirtieth birthday? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do?" Now that it's like over, I'm like, "All right, now I never have to worry about my birthday ever again in my life." I'm excited about that. It was great, great week. Went down to Myrtle Beach, played True Blue, played uh, Tradition, and played Willowbrook, and had a great time. I have like a f- insane story, but I don't know how appropriate it is. But um, <laughs> I had a crazy time. Found my golf swing, which escaped me. Watched way too many videos about like having a strong grip and how strong grip can help players that play have a natural draw. And then I just couldn't swing a golf club anymore as soon as I got on a little hot streak. So uh, basically stayed up the entire night, got super, super uh, existential with one of my buddies. We literally didn't go to bed and then went and played at Willowbrook the first day. And I just completely found my swing on the back. I was so tired and like at peace that I just was able to go get some prime cuts. Had a great time with uh, 11 of my buddies. Shout out to Golf Zoo, free ad. was 575 bucks per person with three rounds included and three nights. It was an awesome deal based out of uh, good old Timonium. So we had an amazing time, came back, got back to work. I'm super tan, 
Today I uh, did the whole reset. I had one cup of black coffee didn't and water and didn't have anything until to eat until probably 6.45 right before the game. I made a tuna fish sandwich for dinner and uh, sat in the sauna. Had a little – I'm like overly competitive and there's this guy that keeps being in the sauna while I'm in the sauna and he came in like 90 seconds after me and I was like, I'm not – I'm not letting this guy out sauna me. Like he's not out sauna me. I get naked in the sauna too, but I wear a towel. So like I'm I'm the sauna king. Like don't fucking come in my territory. I'm naked in there. I'm schwitzing. I'm sweating out the weekend. Yes. So it's like this guy's not gonna beat me. And I don't know. He's always in there when I'm in there. I outlasted him. Gave him like gave him like 90 seconds. I was getting lightheaded. I ended up staying in there for 36 minutes. My whoop said. Um, so I, I, sh- I schwitzed out the entire weekend, but I own that guy now. If you're, he happens to be listening to this, uh, you go to Merritt Fort Ave and sit in the sauna today around six o'clock. Like you're my bitch. So, um, just, I feel good. I feel great. The Orioles aren't looking too hot, but it's okay. They just won eight straight. Yeah. They're, they're not looking too hot as of right now, but it had been looking good in the, uh, the days prior to yesterday's game. They were on an eight game wins streak, which extended back to before the all-star break continued out of it. Uh, you know, but there's been some struggles the last couple games and, uh, we are starting to see the takes of like, oh, the Dodgers are a real team. This is what happens when the Orioles don't play a Mickey Mouse team. They got to do this. They got to make this move at the trade deadline. They got to do that. Can they compete with these big squads? Eric, we'll start with you as, uh, the premier Orioles voice, uh, amongst this group. Where, where do you net out on all of this? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's baseball. And I tweeted it out like two weeks ago, this team sucked. They needed to get to the all-star break. They were just absolute dog shit they were awful people were saying you know they're, they're not gonna make the playoffs then last week they're, they're they're maybe the best team in baseball they're cruising you know they, they have a world series offense it's and everything was going right and people were loving them and then back to tonight now people are like this team sucks we need this we need that and again it's just like the football mindset for baseball games has to stop like it just has to I think they're a very, 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 very good baseball team. The Dodgers are also a very, 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 very good baseball team. I mean, you look at their lineup, one through nine. Like, all they do is hit. That's what they do. They're a very good baseball team. They shouldn't be news to anyone. Like, the fact that they're going to probably going to lose the first two of this series, I think going into this, you know, going into the season, you probably thought that. You'd be like, yeah, that's fine. You know, that's just, the Dodgers are good. You just, just try not to get swept. But I'm not freaking out like everyone else is. Like, it, you know, Tyler Wells hasn't had – Good starts his last couple times out. It's, you know, I think it's just the ups and downs of baseball. They gave him 10 days off. Um, but I, it's going to be interesting with the trade deadline coming up to see who they move, you know, who they can add to the bullpen because the bullpen, we've talked about it at nauseum. But, um, you know, they need help. The offense is, is, was kind of cruising. And, and now, again, these last two nights, they've kind of hit a rough patch. But, you know, again, they're still a very good team. We're rooting on the Rangers. They're, again, one game behind the Rays right now. So it's like, let's not jump. You don't need to jump off a bridge every time they lose a game. It's okay. Like, it's not, it's it's going to happen at least 30 or 40 more times the rest of the year. So, you know, people just need to chill. Again, they're going to make, they're going to make moves at the deadline. There's no way they're going to sit. Um, and again, they just, I mean, they got to win some of these games. They have a big four game series coming up with Tampa, three at Philly, home for New York, and then, and then Toronto, and then the Mets. So, again, tough schedule coming up, but a good team wins these games. So, I think they're a very good team, and I think they'll be fine. The the thing about them right now, like you said, Eric, and we sort of talked about it last week, um, is 
I, I hate to take about like this is what happens when they play a real team. They've played real teams really well all year. Like just because it happened, they like right the fourth now. best record in baseball against teams over five hundred. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I that that I don't understand. Like you're gonna lose a series to a good team every once in a while, and that's what it looks like is gonna happen to the Orioles here potentially. My thing, and and Jake kind of touched on it briefly last week, and I I think I expounded on it a, a tick. Like I think with the way they look right now, they have to make some sort of productive move at the deadline. Like I think we're to the point where they clearly should think they can win this year um, and, and go far in the playoffs. They've been able to compete with everybody. They're not exactly like, you know, they're not going to fade away anytime soon. They, you know, are a nice little stretch away from leading the be- clearly the best division in baseball. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't, I, you know, I feel like we, we are broken record every week as a group and say like, you know, after a couple of games, don't hit the panic button. I'd rather not talk about the narrative and talk about how great they were pre All Star break and then coming out of it at home. I thought that was an awesome statement post the excitement of the Adley home run derby and and all those different things to go out and just have some really fun games at home. And yes, has some of that faded over the last couple of days, forty eight hours, sure. But that was an awesome like statement of intent. Like, look, like get on the ride for the second half. You know, we're out here to just roll through teams and. The eight game winning streak was really nice, and I, I, I yeah, I, I'm I, like I said at the beginning, I'm I just couldn't be more excited about the team continually. I think we're in you know set up here as long as they go and address maybe a few needs um, at the trade deadline. I don't know if they need to make a like crazy move for a starting pitcher. Um, I think you can do a few things with the bullpen and, and like and, and improve the team enough where. The fan base will be satiated by what you did at the break, and you can have a chance to make a run. Um, yeah, I I, 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 I hearken what you said, RDT, and I'd rather think about what happened right before the All-Star break and in that series against the Marlins than you know, two tough games against a team that could be in the World Series you know, come October. Um, I, I don't think that's that big of a deal. Um and yeah, so that that's that's kind of where I stand at this point. It's it's like kind of weird to not have week to week, like giant concerns about the Orioles just based on what they've done the last five years. But it's just like kind of an, we're in that enjoy the ride stage. Um, And I'd like to stay in that stage for as long as possible. Um, So I guess if you're looking for new Orioles takes from this podcast, maybe you're not going to get them. (laughs) Um, And I think it will post trade deadline. We'll, I think get a sense of where Mike Elias kind of sees where they are, you know, and maybe and, and look, trade deadlines are weird. This is why it's the it's hard to to criticize teams post deadline if you think your team should be a buyer because sometimes they're just the guys aren't out there like everyone thinks they are. Like you speculate, you speculate, you speculate about this guy's available. This guy sometimes they aren't, or sometimes the deal just isn't there, or a team is the asking price is too high mm-hmm. and shouldn't go out and do the trade. So we'll see what happens once they get there, and we'll you know have our takes and make our critiques, but. Um, that I think would be my caution to people who think like, oh my God, now it's the trade deadline. Now it's time. Like this guy's clearly on the block. Like no one's ever really clearly on the block. And even if a team is like leaking that they're on the block, they're doing that first, you know, all that stuff is is done for certain reasons. You know, all that information normally if a team is smart comes out strategically. So um, I'm excited for where they are. It, it should be a fun, it should be a fun next few months. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I mean, like, like especially with the pitching, I just feel like that's sort of the Achilles heel right now to an extent. And, you know, when you're down a starter and you've got some pretty tough options, frankly, in the, the middle relief there, it's tough. But, I mean, now you're you're down another option all of a sudden on Nick Vespi, and I know they, like, had their reasons probably for having moved him back down to Norfolk. But you got that going on. You're bringing back CNL Perez. We'll see what he can do. It just feels like when you're trotting out Brian Baker, who was a great story at the beginning of the season, and he's having his struggles. And I don't know. I mean, just some of these other guys in the middle of the lineup that are just kind of, like, there. They're just jags, basically. Mike Bauman and whoever it might be. Uh, that does co- sort of, I get where people are coming from with some of the stuff where it's like, how are you supposed to compete against some of these other teams? And not, it's not even necessarily the, the age old conversation of like, well, this is the big market team with payroll. It's really the conversation of like, okay, who are the best teams in baseball this season that they're going to have to worry about Tampa Bay, Atlanta, whoever it might be. I mean, that's really what people are concerned about. And I understand those concerns. And it's like, where is the move going to be? Is it going to be a big move for a starter that's going to, you know, have a little bit of a, uh, you know, Eric's favorite thing, trickle down effect into the uh, the middle relief there? Um, I, I guess we'll see with that. And I don't know, man. I, I just I do feel like moves need to be made there. Is DL Hall maybe going to be that guy to some capacity in a, a relief type role at some point? Um, maybe starting as soon as this season. I don't know. But uh, definitely feels like there's some holes. But, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I still think they're good enough even with those holes to compete with anyone in any given game. It's just when you get to the playoffs and it turns into, you know, one, three, five, seven game series, like, are, are you going to be able to hold up over the course of that? That might be, that might prove to be the Achilles heel. Spenny, what, what are your thoughts? I feel like you you get pretty deep into, like, granular analysis of player by player. So who, who are players that you're liking the performances of right now? Who are kind of some guys that you're, you're, you're selling on at the moment? Well, let's get some of your takes. I mean, of course, when people talk about the bullpens, like if you take Cano and Bautista away, sure. But any great unit of any team, if you take away the top two guys at any given point in time, in any sport, in any position, it's going to be average at best. When you go look across, I mean, basic stuff, ERA, they're seventh. Um, whip they're I think they're 10th somewhere around there no I think they're actually towards the middle of the pack they haven't let up too many home runs 32 home runs tied for the least in the league uh, bullpens allowed 133 walks I think it's 12th and they obviously strike out a ton of batters they're tied for a third in them I'll be in strikeouts bullpen is still they're still tinkering they're still tweaking like they need guys that are going to step up Bauman and Baker and even Cano these guys haven't Cano especially hasn't had this volume of a season at the big league level, not even anything mm-hmm. close to it. So I do think you need to bolster it, but they're going to the Orioles. I'm going to declare it officially Tuesday, July 18th, 9, 10 PM. Orioles are trailing the Dodgers five, one uh, Ryan O'Hearn up two on no out. Orioles are making the playoffs. It's over. The Orioles made the playoffs. They are a playoff team. Somebody in your bullpen is going to half to step the hell up in the playoffs that is currently on this roster that is not Felix Cano and is not Yenny Cano or Felix Bautista or Yenny Cano. With that said, if one of those guys goes down, you're screwed. You're done. Bautista, we saw last year, could handle the load, has looked fine. He doesn't appear to really have issues. Cano, you know, I, I don't care. He's Everyone's like, he's returned to normal. Not really. He still probably has over, what, the last month, probably a 2-3 ERA maybe, like at worst. I, I, I haven't looked at it specifically. But they need another dude who can come in, preferably someone with playoff experience. It sucks they couldn't go get a Chapman. People hate Chapman for reasons well-deserved, things like that. But um, look at Jordan Hicks or anyone with playoff experience. would be fantastic. Um, the rotation, like, 
they're just still tinkering. Like they're still tinkering. Irvin just came in and pitched lights out. Didn't allow a run. Deserve. I think it deserves to be in this rotation. He's mm. willing to go back down to AAA. Didn't make a fuss about that. He, because of the way he is taken being sent down and taken going into the bullpen in stride, he's someone who's going to get a shot. It feels like, of course, Chris Taylor. And comes it makes you think, like, the, with as well as he took it, did the front office give him the assurance, like, hey, man, like, this is not a long term thing. Just hang in there, like, be, you know, be ready. I mean, like, we've heard from the grapevine that they're not always as communicative with guys in that regard, that some guys don't take it as well. And the fact that he has, I mean, it does show, like, why bringing him in was probably a pretty good move, ultimately, like, net net. And uh, I think that's really good to see. And I wrote about this the other day at the X52podcast.com. Like, this bears out in their run differential, which is, like, maybe not the most. I, I don't know, like sort of eye popping. Yeah. It's not the most like, it's not the most in a sport that's so dominated by like the, the, the saber metrics and analyst, all that kind of stuff. It's not something that's like super like, Oh, the run differential, right? You don't think of it, but they're plus 51. The Dodgers are plus 87. Atlanta plus 148, Tampa Bay plus 151, Texas plus 160. So they're fifth and they're significantly behind those top three. And then they're behind the Dodgers by a good bit as well. But I don't know, like I framed it as like, maybe that's a positive. Like maybe when they get to nut cutting time, as I like to say in the playoffs and you get into some of these tighter games, like I feel like they are to spending to your point. I feel like they're kind of figuring out like how to win close games. And that's big for a young team. That's big for a team where Adam Frazier is brought in to be kind of your veteran. And that's big where you don't have that many veterans in the pitching staff to begin with, or at least guys that haven't been in these big high leverage situations, like guys on some of these bigger clubs have that you're going to have to face down. So I don't know, maybe, maybe they are kind of figuring out how to win closer games. Maybe that is kind of a, a better way to look at it, but sorry to cut you off if you want to continue there. Oh no, you're good. But that gave me time to collect my thoughts as well. And it's like the, somebody on the bullpen is going to have to step up. The run differential thing to me just speaks to the depth of this team, the analytical plays that they make on a daily basis and thinking of how they're going to adjust who the likely relievers will be and how they'll be able to make in-game adjustments, pinch hit, pinch run, everything like defensive substitutions, all that stuff. Um, it, it's still a long process, but I don't think they need any one thing. I think they need a certified high-level impact player, whether it is a three, four-hitter type that has some playoff experience, whether it is a really high-level experienced back end of your bullpen guy, whether it is a Dylan Cease or an Eduardo, Eduardo Rodriguez or a Giolito or whatever, Montgomery, whoever's available. Um, you know, the Otani stuff goes crazy. I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I think that's a conversation that we might maybe should have because I was thinking about it right before we started recording. They have Taryn Vavra. They have, who's not going to get a shot on this team ever. And is a still a somewhat highly regarded, you know, younger baseball player. They have Joey Ortiz who's a top 100 prospect. They have Connor Norby who, what are you going to do with Connor Norby? Like, I feel like Mayo, you like, if you lose Mayo, you're not butthurt either. Like you could maybe go get that level guy. Maybe it's not even an Otani that's an extreme example, of course, the best athlete in the world right now, but add something that makes you a team that shoots up in run differential because you start spanking teams because you have another stud. I don't think there's really not one any one player on this team that has above like a two war. There's not anyone in the top 50 in war on the Orioles. They don't have an explosive, dominant, feared presence. And I think that if there was one in the lineup, not that I think, you know, getting a bat is that important, but sit, stick someone next to Adley and 
I feel like Adley launches forward. There's no one protecting Adley. You know, Gunner has been great. He's better around Adley. Like right now it's Santander who nobody has anything bad to say. Some people I'm sure do, but you know, we all love Anthony Santander. He's a solid bat. Maybe shouldn't be your, you know, three, four hitter, but go stick someone next to Adley that'll protect him. And I bet he's going to, it's going to rocket ship what he's able to do at the plate. He gets tough at bats so, so, so often. It's such a good eye, all those things. So I don't know, just, it's like the meme of like the, or the video meme thing, the gif of someone cooking French fries in the pot on the stove and they throw something in and it just explodes. Like just throw something in. Go get, go get an explosive player that will make this team push further. You have such a stockpile of Vavras and Ortiz's and Norby's and all these guys that aren't going to make it. So whatever it is, you know, do it. And Hey, you know, knock on wood injuries can happen. You could not make the playoffs next year. Something terrible could happen. You know, don't waste that. You have enough luxury with the prospects you have with guys like that. And then maybe go throw in a Drew Rom into a package and you can probably get 97% of players that are available. Like you could maybe come close to getting an Otani with that, with Drew Rom, Norby, Ortiz, Vavra, and like Beavers or something. You might be able to go get an Otani even. So you can probably go get that explosive player. Let's do it, man. Go, go get somebody that's next level and crank it out. Eric, thoughts on cranking it out? I, I, I think the, uh, I think the, you know, it kind of goes back to the point. I agree with you, Spenny. Like if they're going to go, if they think they're in a spot to really go for it, I think an impact player at any spot, like everyone's obsessed with starting pitching and relief because those are, you know, maybe the clear weaknesses or the ones that have the least amount of in organization solutions where people are like, oh, you can fix the lineup because you have X, Y, and Z sitting in AAA or AA and you can bring them up and maybe that fix it. But as we're seeing, yes, they won a lot of games with Colton Kowser, but Spenny, you even texted us earlier, so like he's swinging through a lot of balls right now. He's not comfortable with this level yet. Hopefully he gets there by the end of the year, but those in organization solutions don't necessarily work. So an impact bat, would you know be welcome as well the otani conversation is so interesting to me because baltimore obviously makes no sense for him as a destination from a you know where does baseball want shohei otani you know the yankees make sense as that destination the mets make sense as that destination the dodgers make sense as that destination but in terms of the actual ammunition to make that trade the orioles as you rightfully pointed out have that ammunition like they could theoretically put the prospects on the table, you know, like you said, you talked about the Ortiz and the Bob, but they could headline it with a guy, you know, with a guy like Colby Mayo, you know, a top 15 prospect, top 20 prospect. And then you kind of stack them from there to go get him if the Angels want to trade him. And you know who had uh, the uh, the payroll ammunition to go get Manny Machado several years ago? Padres yeah. nobody ever would have thought like Manny Machado the, the Padres at the time like nobody would have thought anything like that and now look it's at a them. great point yeah and they yeah yeah they they you know they have a bunch of you know money sitting there to to pay them um that would be you know the all-time we are making a statement and win now move I don't think there's really any chance Michael Elias actually does that but it is fun to think about the ruminations of trades they could make with the prospects that they have and the fact that even if they lose, you know, even if they trade, you know, two of those guys to go get an elite reliever, they still have the, you know, other guys down there to, you know, to really, you know, keep the farm system stocked. And that is the mo- that is why I get annoyed by the hard critiques on how the 
front offices handled some of the stuff. Like they have put the farm system into a place where at any time they can like pull the lever on. We are going and getting this guy that we need because we have the guys to go get them. And that's a great place to be in. Whether that's that happens this year, whether that happens next year, whether that happens in two years, they're set up for like a two to three to four year stretch where they can at any point, as long as these guys continue to progress the way they're supposed to, pull the lever and make the make the you know the Padres type trade, right? Like they can they can make that that deal is there. Um and that's the most exciting point, you know, in which you kind of describe their spending. And I agree with you. I think they I think they could go and grab you know and and upgrade this lineup in a way that you know helps take away from some of the deficiencies because then you're just beating teams offensively. And yes, you know, once it gets to cold in October, I get it, pitching wins. Um but that's an exciting place to be in as an Orioles fan, and that's where I think they 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 have a really good chance to succeed at the deadline, wherever deadline they decide to really make the move, or whether it's the offseason where they decide to make the big move. The big move is going to happen at some point. I don't think it happens this year. I think they do something small. But it is it is enticing to always have that in your back pocket because of how well they've done, both in the draft and also actually, oh, the Orioles actually attempting to sign international free agents. And this is why this stuff it matters. Because this is where it puts you in a position to succeed. Once you have the team in the big leagues that you know is among the best five or six teams, that's just—I mean—that's very good organization building, and the Orioles deserve a lot of credit for that. I mean, you know, say what you want about the Angelos and maybe the Angelos family, and maybe they you will get to a point where they just don't pay any of these guys, and it's you know it ends up being a disaster. But they have allowed Mike Elias to build rebuild this the right way, and it was painful. But now they're in you're in the all-time position where you have all the leverage. You have a very good team on the field right now, and you have all these guys who are either going to help you at the big league level, hopefully, or before anyone finds out whether they can, they're going to trade them, and you're going to get you know proven stars or, or, or proven guys that can help you. So um, that's a very nice spot for them to be in. And um, I, well, my last thing, and then I'll stop because I'm long-winded here, spending your apps, I think it you, you harped on the point, like, if they lose either of those top two relievers, it's kind of over for them in the back of the bullpen. And it feels like, so it feels like they have to go get a reliever because there's not anybody in the farm. Like, you know, Jake DL Hall, that would be nice if he could come in and give you that kind of middle relief. But you need, I mean, you need like one other stopper. You know, it's like going and getting Andrew Miller. Like, you need one more of those guys. Um, Hater, really I feel like, is the one guy that would be nuts. Yeah. So. That's what they need to do. I think that's the I think that's the trade they have to make. Everything else is kind of a luxury, depending on how they look at it. Um, I, I think both of you have have great points where like Spenny, you saying like they're going to get an impact player, just again, it could be a starter, it could be a guy in the bullpen, it could be a bat. Like it could be any of those. And then Taylor, I mean, you were spot on with with what Elias has done with this farm system. And what he's done with it the last couple of years reminds me exactly what the Dodgers do. Every single year, the Dodgers trade their two, four, and eight prospect for some stud. And then when Keith Law puts out his prospect rankings in, you know, in, in December or whatever, guess who's back top three? Oh, that's all they do. And again, they they're kind of obviously the the, Do- the Dodgers are their own just animal, but they never draft high again. They're always drafting, you know, in the low twenties. Um but again, that's what when you were talking about their farm system, that's exactly what it reminded me of where you know their their front offices put them in a position to like you said every year make some impact trades 
and not mortgaging the whole future, you know, like, like still, still having guys that you can either bring up or play, you know, and play or trade or do whatever. So um, that was the Dodgers to a T right there. And then when you, when you were talking about the team who's young and has, you know, they're in the best spot they could be. That reminds me of the Cubs a couple years ago who ended up winning the 2016 world series where, like you said, they had all these young guys, the Javi Baez, the Chris Bryant's, you know, they had these guys come up. Um, and again, they kind of had everything laid out in front of them and, and they ended up winning a ring and they signed some guys and they let other guys walk, um, and traded some guys. So again, I, I think we're still obviously a little far from all that, but I thought that was pretty spot on. Um, and then back to Spenny's point about Otani and, you know, making these big trades. I think, I, I, I don't think there's any tr- merit. Like, I think we're just wasting our breath if we're talking about like, well, the Orioles, I, yes, they, they do have the talent too, but I don't think it's a conversation that's, it's going to happen. I, you know, I, no, I don't, I agree with that. I think that's spot on. Yeah. And, and again, I see it on MLB network and it's like, I, I get why you're putting it on your morning MLB show to talk about and all that. But it's like, I don't, I think all realistic Oriole fans know that. Like, you know, I, 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 I just any, any trade in general is like, you, how often do you hit the nail on the head with picking a superstar to come to your team or mm-hmm. whatever? Very now, I, and here's the thing, and I, this isn't like you don't raise the banner for this. Like this is not me, like you know, bowing down. But to even be in the discussion <laughs> is a lot of progress from you know losing 110 games a year to, to for the to even have the ability theoretically in a, some perfect world. Allow, allow yourself. You're so stocked for, with prospects, uh, and you're playing so well that you could acquire the bet. You could acquire the Japanese where we've ever been. Yeah. Allow yeah. yourself space for wonderment in life, you know? Huh. And that is How what this that? is. I mean, you know, I, even just seeing it was like possible Otani locations on the Orioles logo on that MLB network lower third. I was like, what world am I living in? Yeah. Like, that's like something fake. Like I, that would have been like a fun, something, a joke somebody would have made two years ago, like Photoshopping and been like, ha ha ha. Like this is ridiculous that Eric, you know, would have like retweeted and be like, how funny this is. <laughs> like it, it, it's crazy that in, su- in, you know, in two years, really since Adley Rushman came up, that has put them into the conversation. Which, by the way, we touch on this like every couple months. It is truly incredible how much it has flipped from the day that guy stepped into the into the into Baltimore. It's 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 amazing. It is one of in a sport where one player should not make that much of an impact. And you're seeing with Ellie Day Cruz a little bit in, in Cincinnati too. It's just that should not happen that way. And at all the forces have flipped since that guy, you know, came into the building. Um when you so go yeah, look at Adley, and like I said earlier, I true oh gee, as he fires one that Jordan Westberg can't handle, and uh, Adley tried to make a throw to third on a double steal, and uh, ends up being wild, and that's gonna be a good vibe for uh, Perez making his return to the uh, <laughs> making his return to the rotation too. Love that one pitch, zero hits, zero walks, zero hit batters, one run. Yeah, somehow, some way. Um, Anyway, but I just genuinely feel like Adley, you go look at his savant, you go think about like the at-bats that he has, the way that he's able oh, – Jordan Westberg slipped. That's what happened. Um, you look at his ability to put the ball anywhere he wants so often, go the other way, you know, hit from both sides, all those things. I just genuinely can't wait to see if it's, if it's simply just Gunner being 23 instead of 22 and getting more consistent. I just can't wait to see a monster bat next to Adley. I feel like it will pick him up. He will reach another tier or two as a batter and become a a 300 hitting guy that can get misses, that will get misses. No one's missing to Adley right now. He's the most dangerous hitter in their lineup. And um, I'm I'm just thrilled for whenever that happens to see that. 
because the kid is such a for someone who's in his second year in the bigs the, the professionalism he has at the plate and in his approach and the fact that he's a freaking switch hitting catcher meaning he has to take double the reps of batting practice and go confer with the pitching staff and the pitching coaches and everyone else is just it's just truly nuts so you're you're exactly right taylor um, it's been it's been a joy to watch and you know even in these you know the dodgers come i like uh, i like the dodgers taking this series hopefully they don't break the sweep record of course you know i want the orioles to win but this is a nice you're not that guy yet, pal. Series. The Dodgers are the class of baseball over the last ten years. They come to your place and they're they're kicking your teeth in a little bit. It looks like so. You know, maybe that does light a little spark under Elias. Maybe that does put a chip back onto the shoulder to the Orioles, who already have a chip on their shoulder anyway. But uh, just just fun things ahead, regardless. By the way, if if they do get swept tomorrow, you know what their consecutive non-sweeping series will be, right? Sixty-nine. Sixty-nine. So nice. that's for Brian. Wow, Brian! Brian can come comment on that when he comes back on the show on September third. Yeah, we'll we'll see him in uh, you know, maybe maybe you know, week. I can do Brian for you. The Orioles wanted to lose this series. They wanted to get sixty nine. Everybody knows that the boys were buzzing. They just fucking just everyone just shut up. The whole you know the whole clubhouse was like, all right, we got to do this. This is gonna be funny, right? (laughs) These are good. Gotta lose this. These are good. These are good. I can't do it, Brian. Fuck up and calm down. Uh, can I make one last Orioles point? Yeah, I have one I'm after gonna, you. This is this is our show. Okay. We can do whatever we want. Yeah, the, no, you may not. No, you may not. No, no, no. I, you know, I respect Jake's. I respect Jake's flow and whether if he wanted to move us on, that's fine. You know, a good a good producer lets the segment breathe and just play out naturally. So just to play, us I'm gonna out. get. I'm gonna officially declare. You know, Spenny declared the playoffs earlier. I'm declaring. Um, here at nine twenty nine, that I'm gonna be on this corner every week. Jackson Holiday, double A, just absolutely raking. I continue to not think this is out of the question. I, 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 I do. That's I do. that. I'm, I'm going to be that guy every single week. I'm jumping on that. Wow. Corner. 19 years old, Manny Machado, playoff run, rosters expand. Special, special. Holiday said it himself. He was yeah. like, I'm not putting that out of the question. Yeah. He also he, said, yeah, he, I wouldn't put it past myself, which I like that confidence. Freaking like love it. Matt Holiday. That was a Matt Holiday's son oh. comment. And yeah. by the way, Matt Holiday's son. When I read, when I read, he said that, bombs. Is, when I just, is when I decided I was coming on here the next week and declaring this because <laughs> this guy, this guy envisioned himself playing in the playoffs. He absolutely does. And he's just, he's got two hits again tonight, sitting 500, I think, in seven games. I mean, I mean, the guy guy's supposed to be. And by the way, it's not like Bowie because they brought everybody up. It's not like Bowie has you know sixty. Like he's batting second and not really protected. Like he he's kind of doing this as the premier guy that they want to. Sh- I mean, Ellie De La Cruz comes into the MLB and is the second biggest player in baseball in terms of like headlines and stuff. And he's Holiday was put ahead of him, not in both, but. For the MLB so, Yeah, guy's supposed to be scoring swag around the corner of the school, you know, in his free period. I mean, this is he's, like he's actually I saw them two boys come around the corner with AIs as red as the devil's dick. He should he should be signing up for like driver's ed tomorrow yeah. or something like that. And again, he's gonna have three hits and probably make some sick plays. No, I think that's out of the question. I do. I just the way that they I get what you're saying. Like I don't if, even want to be around anymore. If Elias was reading Twitter and wanted to get like that weird half of Twitter on his side. He'd drop his balls on the table one day and just be like, Jackson, get the fuck up here. 
And the hype video would be incredible. That um, truly would be insane. How funny it would be if they acquired Lance Lynn, let's say. That was the only move they made. Everyone's like, fuck. Lance Lynn ends up being electric because their pitching analytics are like so advanced. And then they just call Jackson up like a month later. So I was I was thinking more of like a Kyle Hendricks is like a guy who like Again, Michael Elias can make a trade for a guy like that, and people would like shit on it because it's not the big sexy name, but I think it would be a fine, a fine pickup. Um, but um, we haven't talked about him at all. Grayson. I thought Grayson looked awesome um yesterday in his start. He didn't get the win. Um again, it, you know, that third time into the lineup, and he was let down by his defense with the weird. I still don't know what happened with Hicks. I wish someone in the media would have asked him just like did he lose it in the lights? He had it lined up, you know, it, it, it was a super weird play. Um, and then again, you know, Adley, what did Adley do? Um, did he, was there was a wild pitch. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's not on Adley. Her ball hit the plate. It was tough. Yeah. Weird, weird, yeah. Weird, weird play. Um, but again, I mean, the first inning, his stuff was the best we've seen. It was, he was a hundred every single time. And of course, I had numb nuts in my in my um, the or um, mentions today, being like, "That's why Grayson stunk last night because he was, he was, he was, you know, showing he has a big dick in the first inning." And it's like, no, I think that it was so effortless. Like, it I think that's so, his delivery looks Adam so Frazier. smooth. I genuinely just think he sucks from the stretch. Still, there's yeah, there's been this whole thing all year that he's like not comfortable and that he was tipping pitches. You could tell with runners on, it was different from the stretch. It looked a little bit different. Still, I think that's the final frontier. But his whole delivery, especially in the early innings, was like so smooth. It looked so much mm-hmm. more easy for him to control the ball, paint where he wanted to. Looks he's got he's great. got a he's got a gear that nobody on that staff except for Bautista has. I feel like yeah, it, like yeah. He, the, the the floor is still very low, obviously. But I mean, you can just see it. Like you see the potential. Yeah, it was um I again, I mean he was I like you said smooth, everything everything was awesome again. He kind of got shaken up late. Um but I thought him coming back I thought that was a big test. Like I originally when I saw it and was like, well, like you're bringing him back. Oh, and it's against the Dodgers. Like fantastic. Mookie's the hottest he's ever been. Like that's all you need to do is put him in Camden Yards. Um and I thought I thought he handled himself great last night. Like, you know, again, he he was able to get through the lineup the first couple times and and um you know Get, get some big outs. And again, it, it sucks that he kind of couldn't get that out in the sixth inning. And then it kind of just fell apart from there. But um, I thought that was a big step for him, for the team. I think he's going to be a key guy in the, do we need to get a starter? Um, you know, conversation. If Grayson is on, like he's, like you said, they're kind of out of time. They're out of time though. They're out of, I feel well, like you already know. I feel like you already know or not by now. If you, if you're like, I have to get one. Well, I think again, them bringing him up. I don't think now is like a coincidence. I think it's like, right. a, again, like you might be right. I mean, you might be right. Your back is might be the wall. Yeah. And your back is against the wall hundred percent right now. Again, just with the time. But I think this is going to give them what three or four starts to really evaluate. Like, all right, you know, what do we have here with with Grayson, and what what can we do um, with this rotation going forward? So I just thought that was big for him. Um, and again, happy to see him come up. It sucks he didn't get the win. It sucks the Orioles didn't get the win. But again, I thought that was a huge step forward. Again, mechanically, um, just just you know, even his you know stats weren't awful. Um, they looked bad at the end after the Baker Grand Slam. But you know, his stuff early was was great, and I, I thought that was a really really good. Uh, nice little stepping stone piece for him. So I just wanted to at least mention that because I don't think we could have Jake, much to your point, Grayson, I feel like especially like his velocity was even up higher. I think Masson showed that 
before last night, his fastball among qualified starters was the seventh highest velocity in all of baseball. And then if you go on Baseball Savant, Grayson has 94th percentile extension, 99th percentile velocity, and 83rd percentile spin, which jumped up a bunch. I think it was like 68, and then last night it jumped up a bunch after that start. So it looks like he got more spin and I think even more extension. Anecdo- so. Anecdotally, it felt like he was hitting triple digits like consistently. He he was, but then with that extension, that's adding – if you're extending that much, that's reducing the amount that the batter has between the ball and the plate. So it's like 101 – if he's touching 101, that means it's like 103, 104 to a batter. So he is – he definitely – other than Bautista, I think Bautista is like 68th percentile extension, but he's 6'8", so it's a little little different. But exactly, exactly on there. Those guys have the devastating fastballs. I feel like I don't know. I feel like they do, like they need. Obviously, Cano's movement is insane. I would like one more power arm somewhere in the bullpen or a starter. I feel like I, th- I think that's something that they do lack among the remaining starters. I mean, Bradish can touch 96. 95. Talk, talk about him. He was great too. We I'm the biggest him. Bradish. I think I'm the biggest Bradish fan. In I mean, Earth. you were throwing like, Cy Young. Make out a there. Kyle Bradish Twitter. I love him. I love the gum chewing. Nobody chews gum like Kyle Bradish on a start. <laughs> okay, let's let's chomp. give my man Pete Carroll some respect. Yeah, I was gonna say Pete Carroll chomps pretty hard. I don't know, man. Bradish is up there and mooing. We'll put out a poll soon. Yeah, yeah. Pete Carroll, Kyle Bradish. I gotta get a good clip of it. Pete Carroll's probably like Pete Carroll probably really gets the bump rhythm. of like how he get he walks while he's like chewing it, so he like bounces his head. Like I feel like Bradish is kind of he's yeah, know, yeah. He's got it. So. He keeps his head still and just chews. He's a he's a, a stable chewer. It's like the uh, rock and sock and robots. Like he's got the mouth like just you know <laughs> exactly. only a mouth. But his slider's been electric. I mean, I, I think some a couple people that just always hate me and follow me and hate every single thing that I've ever said about anything. Not like. Me. Because I was like, after the last star, I was like, Kyle Brash has entered the Cy Young conversation. Like, I'm not saying Kyle Brash is going to or should win the Cy Young, but if you go on MLB Network, you go on MLB TV, they're going to be like, Kyle Brash, you never know. The Orioles are hot. He could stack up a bunch of wins. And he has the ninth, his ninth best odds in the AL. So what do you mean he's not in the conversation? He fucking is. He has ninth best odds. That's that's not – that's like in the MVP race. Like, I don't know. Like, Kyler Murray was like, you know, leading at some point two years ago, three years ago. And it was like, he's in the conversation. He's not going to win it, but he's in the conversation. So kiss my butt. I love Kyle. Brash. Got the, the slider, the Brash. slider. Stuff. But anyway, give, give me one more power arm that can, that can make guys have to speed up the bat. I think that's what they're missing across all pitchers still. Yeah. They just, they need the, the bazooka, you know, they've got the, they've got the pistol. They've got the machine gun, you know, you again, smart. Chapman, horrible person, but it just would have made so much sense. It would have made yeah, so much sense to have Chapman. Who's like, people are like, Oh, is hater going to be, you know, if hater is available, is he going to accept not being closer? You know, they're obviously not going to take Felix away. They do a whole song and dance for Felix. Hey, I mean, hater's got some stuff too, that people probably wouldn't love. So it's kind yeah, of, like, of course. Yeah. 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 Not great. Local definitely, kid, you know, definitely, definitely awful people. But with that said, I'm unafraid of bringing in a power arm, and I think they they need one. You're not afraid. And I'm sure. Again, we'll, we'll have more names. I think narrow down as we get closer. What I mean, we're literally what less than two weeks away. It's August first. There's like seven teams that are still deciding if they're out. a seller or a buyer. Yeah. It's two weeks from today. Is the trade deadline? Ooh, maybe we do a live, maybe we do a uh, trade deadline happy hour. Okay, would love like that. Maybe 
Maybe thoughts. Love that. Yeah. Investors. Sure. What's the what's the you. exact date? It's the first. Yeah. August first. Okay. See, baseball does it nice like that. Like, don't give me like a random week eight and a half. I agree. Saturday at seven thirty p.m. like the NFL does. Cut it. Cut me. Uh, cut me a line. Cut yeah. me a clean line. When it was at four o'clock, the one I don't know what time it is now. I think it's still four. But I think the NBA is also at four. Yeah, which makes sense. Um, but. I think there was one year. I forget. It was the year that the Orioles got Junior Lake. Uh, after the, it was like four oh seven, and it was like, oh, Rock was like, big one coming down. Here we go, Junior Lake to the Orioles for Tommy Hunter. So, Hot stove that, season. I think that was the. Uh, I think that was the David Price trade deadline too, when he went to the Blue Jays. I think maybe not. I may have that wrong. Anyways, yeah, we'll have we'll have better names. I'm I think, still I'm still of the thought. Year. I'm gonna bring it. I'm gonna extend this one thought further. Now that we're connecting all the dots across the past like three little subcategories we've had. <laughs> Put Grayson in the pen and buy a starter. Keep inning, keep Grayson's innings down. Let him get another two starts. Feel good. Buy a starter. Put Grayson as the power arm into the pen. And I feel like you've got an electric arm that can eat innings easily, and go get another starter. And you have Cole Irvin still, who's Again, pitching great, and and you're gonna have John Means who Gee, threw a bullpen today. I forgetting about that. I, yeah, I everyone about, forgets about that piece of it. They mentioned it on the broadcast last night too. I talked about with my buddy today. Maybe, and again, this is a perfect world where you know there's no setbacks, but like a piggybacking, like maybe you go Means for three or two, and you go Grayson for you know three or four or something like that, like one of those weird Tampa Bay Rays piggyback opener situations. So I don't know. Again, it's a good way to keep innings down. Um, especially with a guy, you know, again, who struggled like Grayson and then a guy who's coming off a major injury like uh, John. So I think I think we're going to hear more and more about that um, coming up. So, again, that's just hey, like you said, Taylor, that's a guy that people just straight up have forgotten about. Someone yeah. I saw someone tweeted yesterday and they said, I think John Means is a figment of my imagination. They were like, I think I just made him up. <laughs> and you obviously can't bank on him being anything. No, no. But kind of the way the vibes are going, it feels like he's going to have a moment at some point. It just mm-hmm. feels like that will be the case. And he's a Elias guy that confidently said like he, he, uh, po- he's like, po- when he, he's like 2024 Povich and means will be in the rotation. He said that twice now. That's t- Taylor. That's a good point. I thought about that. And that just got me like fired up, like seeing means come off the mound and like, like to get like a chest bump from Adley after a big strikeout and like a big game at like the end of September or something that, yeah. That's something that'll that'll get me going throughout the night. So thank Let you. the good vibes roll. It's like when Drake said that he, uh, oh god, he like got too high or whatever, and you know, oh uh, yeah, he thought he's been in a coma ever since. Yeah, he's just uh, like living his gravity. ideal life, like in a coma state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good for him. John Means and Drake. Yes, that's or, like uh, the biggest flex Means. I've ever heard anyone say. He's like, my life is so good, I might be inside of a simulation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen. Posted Kentucky basketball at his house this weekend. Had them practicing at his own gym, and he was on. He was on my girl's podcast. Love that chick. He hasn't moved on to uh, whoever the the hot flavor of the month team is in the in college basketball. You mean the Terps? I mean, other than that, of course. Uh-huh. UConn. He's a Lamar fan. Big, yeah, big Ravens guy. Evidently. I mean, that was, that was, talk about the Drake curse. I mean, that was like December of 2019 that, you know, he was going out there with that. So uh, that worked out real well. That was, that, I'm pretty sure that was when the simulation in my life started going the other way. Because <laughs> that happened and then, you know, the world shut down and now, now here we are. 
I just talking to our ugly mugs. I have a great life, but you know, let's, there's just some things. Was that talking Oreos? That uh, yeah, talking I think so. As Colton Kowser, uh just absolutely moonbeams a ball off of his uh, own foot and just falls out of, uh, falls out of his. I, I, like, I like Kowser right being now. like the bad luck Kowser. Like, he's I like been him. getting I like where shit he's at. out of him. <laughs> like he had, he got that hit right. He got hit right on the kneecap, which like, that could not have been fun. Oh, he just yelped a big f bomb as soon as that cranked him right in the ankle. Oh my oh, god! Yeah. As a as a four time ankle sprain survivor, that is <laughs> awful. By the way, we I, I was I was talking with with so Frank the Tank went to Norfolk a couple weeks ago when Kowser was there. I want it on the record, and I heard it from people in the Norfolk locker room and with Barstool. There is not a bigger Frank the Tank fan than Colton Kowser. He. <laughs> After he gave he gave Frank Knuckles and walked over and signed a baseball for him before the game. I don't think like Frank knew who he was. <laughs> and then like at the beginning of the weekend, um, they won that night. They they have club dub in the Norfolk locker room. Colton was tr- went went back out to the field and was trying to get Frank to come in for club dub in the Norfolk clubhouse after they won. Couldn't get him in. Couldn't find him. Um, and then I talked to Colton. I said I'm going to try and get Frank to come down for the Met series in like two weeks or three weeks. And he was like, I would like love that if he looked over and saw Frank. So I don't think I'll sit with him, but that would be incredible. Is, is Frank the slump buster for Colton? He could be. He could be. But they, I, I want it on record. There is no bigger Frank the Tank fan than Colton Kowser. He Another loves slump buster. Loves him. Everyone needs a good slump buster. So that okay. was talking Orioles. That okay. was like that was a good talking Orioles segment. That was forty about fifty minutes of Orioles content right there. So I hope you know. I hope that uh, is a good salve for people here. Uh, so yeah, that was talking Orioles. I'm going to hot takes presented by black eyed Susan spices company, a, uh, local hot sauce company with all sorts of, uh, dry rubs and, uh, just, you know, traditional hot sauces, some great flavors, uh, Love a good big, dry rub. big friend, big friends of ours. Uh, they are local just like we are. And, uh, Use promo code EXIT52 for 10% off your first purchase from them. I don't have the ad read in front of me. For some reason, the ad copy got deleted out of our, uh, our spreadsheet. So that was just kind of off the dome. I hope hope it did. Um, it did. Look, I, like my whole run sheet got you know messed up. I don't know who went in there and screwed around, but I, I got some. I got a bone to pick with them. But <laughs> hot takes. Like, can we not with when this running back debate comes up, which it does every three months? <laughs> if your like retort is that's just how markets work, bro. Like, like, just sit it out. Like, we all know we're we're making just it. Just sit it out in general. Just yeah. sit the whole thing out. Like you said, it happens every year. Yeah, well, you're right, but it's like it, it happens, and it's like the dog days of summer, and that's all we've got to talk about with the NFL other than quarterback, obviously, which we'll be talking about and next Madden week. ratings. I don't know. It's just like, like, well, yeah, I mean, you are right, though, because there is, like, the side of the debate that probably makes their arguments a little bit too emotionally, and they, you know, don't totally consider, you know, they're purposefully obtuse about what the uh, some of the issues facing these running backs are. But then you've got the other side of it. They're, they're just both very annoying, and like maybe I should probably just sit it out myself. And like that's my hot take. But I I don't know. I just think for people that are going to make the, those arguments super emotionally, maybe you sit it out. And then for the uh, that's just how markets work. You don't understand capitalism, bro. Like that, you know, that's a little bit disingenuous too. I think the amount of like basically kind of guys like us that like do podcasts covering one team or something that I follow or like don't follow, but they come on my feed and they have like 3,127 followers and they make some word salad about running back stuff. Like bro, the CBA is what it is. It fucked the running backs until the next CBA years from now, it'll be what it is. 
Also, Madden rating debates, I probably have said this, but it's the stupidest thing in the world. I hate it. I'm, I'm super dialed thing, into like, those If you're a right wide now. receiver and you have a 97 speed, you're better than like an 85 wide receiver that has a 90 speed. Like the, the, the ratings don't actually matter. It's just like their little, it's what the, the individual things amount to. Like it doesn't even fucking matter when you're playing. It's both of those things can smack each other in the face until they pass out. Those are the two worst, the two absolute worst. Mm. Yeah. Well, so, we got, Taylor, do, you, do you guys have to do stuff with Madden ratings for like digs or anyone like that? Like what, how, how, what, what did clock in at this year? As a we do it. Diggs was a 96 fourth best receiver in the game. We, Con- I, was, we, I was curious about Eric's guy, Chiggy Conquo. Oh, uh, Chig have not looked at. Well, the, all the ratings, I don't know if all the ratings, ESPN, ESPN is doing a week-long reveal of like, the ratings. Yeah, that's, that's the good stuff right there. Check that right rate to my veins. So he, and the, the reason why we do it is because it, it becomes such a big deal every year that mm-hmm. people respond to the content as spe- either on either side of the coin for Maryland people. Either they're super proud of someone like Diggs, who this is just another like, hey, this is one of the best wide receivers in the game. Everyone always loves that. Or we went the other way on DJ Moore, where Maryland people always feel disrespected. So it's like, screw that. DJ Moore should be higher than an 86. So it's kind of a perfect, it's kind of a perfect piece of content in a time where like nothing is going on. And that's ultimately why the Madden thing makes more sense to me than the running back debate, because the Madden thing is like a tangible, like a lot of people play Madden. It's like a tangible thing that people look at. Everyone kind of relates to because everyone that's a lot of people that are sports fans have played Madden or played some sort of EA sports games. They understand the concept of what ratings are. Um, So I get why that's big. The running back thing, I think it's just like, you know, people, you know, just kind of is what it is and it's stupid debate. But, um, but yeah, we, we do stuff. I guess it's not, I guess we don't have to do it, but it's also like good recruiting. I mean, it's relatable to a high school kid that like, Hey, we developed a receiver that's now in 96 in Madden and is getting paid, you know, a hundred and, $10 $10 million over five years. Like those are tangible things that kids relate to money and video games. So um, it's a, it's a good recruiting piece on that front. Now with NIL, I guess it's less because it's kind of about what money amount of money you have, but um, still gets people like interested. Like, Oh, I can picture myself in Maryland doing those things. Um, so it is definitely something that we do, but um, yeah, the, the thing with the like Tucker's salary and or the average kicker salary and the average running back salary, it's like, ah, I mean, what, what can you say? This is just like how it goes. Which, by the like way, it's close probably with some guys, but I would take Justin Tucker over any running back in the NFL. I know Spenny's not yeah. going to like that, but I, I, I just I'm going to say it. Yeah, I. But here's the thing: we saw this a couple of years ago when the Ravens had no good running backs. You do need to find a good running back somewhere. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. It's also um, hard for me to like get totally upset. And this is like the classic sports, like normal person thing. It's hard for me to totally upset that like, sorry, that Zeke Elliott, based on how football is gone, is no longer getting like an $80 million contract. Like, I'm I mean, sorry, he's kind of, he's kind of threw the shit out of whack really to the point that it is now with his most recent deal that he got or his most recent big deal yeah. that he got. Now you're sorry. You're only making $5 million a year. I know it's a tough position and you're getting hurt. I know, but like, that's what you've chosen to do and you're, Getting well compensated for it anyway. So, yeah, that's good, good perspective, I think. Hashtag perspective. Yeah, hashtag perspective. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Matt, the, I do love, I, I forget that ESPN does this every year. And then I had it on, I had our TV on in the office, and it's like, 
Monday through Saturday, every day revealing two positions. I'm like, this is unbelievable. They made a week of time. And and on like every show, like first take shows. My brain is going so smooth because of it. I'm just like, yeah, it's but I'm just I'm not a Madden player anymore either. So it matters even less to me now. I just don't play Madden. Time out. I haven't for a while. I I have not not this time. I'll find out when the release dates are. I have like an all-time like hot, not hot take, but like back in my day, like these kids don't know how good they have. Well, hey, Eric, do you know what segment like, we're how, in the middle yeah, of? About about Madden and the midnight release, like about how Madden has completely ruined the midnight release. Well, we're in the middle of the hottest takes. Yeah, you I, like, no, 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 no. I, I like like give me give me a week. You're gonna forget it. There's no way. No, there's no way. So it's still fresh and it comes back. I'll give year. I'll give my Madden it, hot take real quick. I think Madden stinks now. Well, yeah, that's, it's that's terrible. It's, it's fucking terrible. Ever since it went next gen, it's been terrible. It's awful. It's way more fun when it's not as realistic. Why do they keep making games more realistic? The games, it's FIFA. They've done this with FIFA. I don't know if they have. The big thing in this one is that you like can make diving throws all the time. It's like, yeah, it's stupid. It's animation based, like the the physics engine or whatever to get kind of video game nerdy on you. It's like animation based, so it's like not even really that realistic. And like, I see what you're saying. Menus are laggy and shitty. Like the arcade sense of it ever. Yeah, we're just like we're just like I almost don't need as many things as they allow me to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really need to have, like, maybe this is just me. Like, other people get very into it. Like, just allow me to just be able to run, like, two defenses and two offenses. I don't need to go through, like, the entire playbook of every single team. You can literally do that. You can literally do that. Yeah, yeah you, you can, can change the settings. You can change yeah. the settings. But I think I think my biggest thing is I just want to have Michael Vick, and I just want to run the, the play-action QB sweep every single time and score. That's just where I want it to be, and it's just never going back to that. So that's let okay. me let me tell you a little Other bit of a, a little team time, called the Baltimore Ravens, Taylor. You can you know pick them now, and they've got a guy that can do some of that. No, stuff. but it's yeah, not the same. Lucky. Lamar's not as overpowered as Michael. There's no algae crumpler. It's not the same. That's, yeah, that's yeah, true. it's just not the same. Where's, there's no work done. It's not the same. Yeah. It's just not the same. The, but um, I was never, I was never a big Madden guy anyway, so I, I can't, I can't. I was, I was the Madden guy. Like I was obsessed. <laughs> I, I again, I, I had my last two blogs I wrote on Madden. There was nothing like the Madden Midnight release when you were growing up. An ode to the Madden, um, um, an ode to Midnight Madden. And then my last one was last year. You might need some help. You need some major help in life if you were one of the thousands of people who called into the Madden rating hotline to complain, because people were doing that last year. They set up a a, a hotline. <laughs> Where you That's a fun thing for sixteen-year-olds to do. That's a fun thing for sixteen-year-olds. The like the the pipeline of those guys and then guys that call in rules uh, violations to golf tournaments. That's like mm-hmm. a, a, a straight line. Like yeah. I like the no, I like the calling in no, rules violations no. in golf. No, those are the same. They're, they're radio talk. They're radio calling guys who like. We need haters. That's who PFT's making fun of. That's that that that, that guy fucked his, Tiger his in 2013 at the Masters. So I, I'm good on those guys for my life. My the rest of my life. Like forget those right. guys. Again, let me let me sit on it for another week, because again, I'll see all the more Madden stuff coming out, and I'll just give like my whole spiel. How about how about we do this? Can you you leave a reminder on your phone for one week from now? Because none of us are going to remember this, and you're not going to remember it either, unless you leave a reminder. It'll. I'll 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 make a note. Get get the iPad out and leave a leave a reminder. No, that that'll be a cell phone one, but I'll do a post it note somewhere. But yeah, I'm I have a long. Put it put it in the Twitter DM thread, and then you'll remember because you'll just go there to click the link. Put True. it in the Slack True. channel that only a couple of us joined, and uh, you know I'm still struggling to. Wait, what did we have? The Slack channel we, we that I tried to set channel. up. The bank I, I downloaded it. I, 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 I literally never. I don't think we need you to get that either. going. We'll talk about that offline. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe in Slack. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we can talk about it in Slack. 
I, I we do. I teams. like Slack. I, I do love too. Slack. Love. RDT yeah. doesn't know what it is. Never use. I know what it is. I've just never used it. It's like Teams, right? Isn't it like uh, Microsoft? Yeah, it's like Teams, no. but better. No. Like Microsoft. Yes, yes, but no. It's like Zoom, or no? Teams is like a crappy Zoom. Eric, Slack do you know? Like, do you know Discord? Yeah. Discord's Slack is like Discord. Okay. It's so like it's a easier the fuck out of me. little bit more professional version of Discord. Yeah. It's like, yeah. 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 Okay. That checks out. And that okay. was talking. Uh, Professional communication streams with yeah. can I, I I don't this is not necessarily a hot take, but I'm gonna get it in before I assume we move to the draft unless somebody else has any. They all these renderings have come out this week that I'm assuming has crossed your guys' Twitter feeds for the like new reds like around Fenway Park. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Businesses and stuff. I'm now I need I need the I need that in Baltimore now. I you need, need Inner Harbor. Plans are. There's been some, some speculation. Some of my some of my my big hitters on Orioles Twitter that are kind of getting deep into this stuff. There's been speculative stuff about land purchases and things of that nature. That's another thing we can take offline. We'll start Ooh, a whole Slack yeah. channel on that. That I love that. I need because here's the thing. I'm assuming all the things they'll do around Fenway Park is gonna annoy a lot of people that would like to look at it exactly how it is. I do think the building behind the green monster is a stupid idea. Why would you change that? Like you, you, I'm sure there's things you could do that don't take that away. Um, I was just in Wrigleyville on uh, last Friday. And that's another place where I think they've done a pretty good job mixing the old with the new. I'm not someone that's from there who knows, but they have like all their old establishments. And then now they've got like the DraftKings or whatever their, whatever sports book it is. That's like attached to the stadium, but looks nice. And then the other new stuff that's there. I need the plans of what they're going to do around MNC Bank Stadium and around Camden Yards. Some of it's already kind of been going on in South Baltimore with, you know, Top Golf and all of those different things. That stuff is happening. But now you need to show me like, and especially you know when I'm you're in a place like Regular and there's 13 bars that you can walk to within 30 seconds of the stadium. And the Orioles have like three that I think people go to. Just show me the plans. I need to know what's going on in in the warehouse. I just saw the su- – I love the Superbook Sports Lounge commercial that they do during that on Masson. That thing is not a sports lounge. It's like no. one bar and some tables. Well, we had, a, we had a great experience in there too. So <laughs> Yeah, we really did. We really did. That was wonderful. They need to figure that out. And now after seeing the Red Sox thing, I'm like, I just need – I need some stadium – Park. I need some, you know, renderings of things. I I'm sure. Listen, I'm sure John Angelos is going to be all over that as soon as he gets this lease signed, which is coming very soon. Yeah, sure. Well, that's the other. That's the other piece of it. Is I love self-imposed deadline Twitter really coming for John Angelos. I I oh, want to. It's all. It's all, not only, It's self-imposed. That's the thing about it. He imposed it, so it's like yeah, a force. He, he is giving himself bad PR by imposing. It just makes no sense. I just hate all this talk because I got into an argument with someone tonight on Twitter and then I clicked on their bio and it said Orioles fan since 2017. And I wanted to actually put a gun in my mouth. And I was like, I just can't get into whether it's lease stuff or, or, or anything. I don't even else. want to be around anymore. Literally, literally like guy said, I've been Oriole fans since 17. Like give How me a old fucking break. And, and I'm trying to argue with this guy about Adley calling pitches. Well, I wanted to end it all. It was awful, but I wanted to just end that with. I like the I like the idea of it. Eric like beefing and feuding with like fourteen year olds. So just like the, you're trying to talk about like framing pitches and stuff. Like it's just yeah, like the guy's like Adley called a bad game. Adley is like called. He said he's been an awful pitch caller all year. There's probably a place for this, and it's not. I, I we're probably gonna get past the time as training camp begins and we get fully into like the Orioles Ravens crossover, and that will dominate our oh. content. 
there probably is a place on this podcast once and allows all of us to do some research on like a overall Baltimore development type of show where we kind of just go over kind of like how the city should should do some the city things. the city planner podcast inner inner harbor high on my list of things that need to be improved. shout out shout out to uh, the Van Buren boys you know I city do. Planner. <laughs> <laughs> rendering Again, I, give me renderings i am the biggest there. rendering fan like i will look at any rendering i've looked at a's ballpark uh waterfront ballpark rendering <laughs> for like the last five years been like give it to me give me this yes it's they're the best i love rendering. my it's second fun. favorite civil engineer behind hans carl bandel <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's a hell of a reference right there i hope other people get that but so that's just i just want me any rendering out there i, I, to- I actually I followed a guy who just does ballpark renderings on Twitter. I'll have to let out Taylor. I'll send him to you. Send me that. Oh my God. Inject that. into my Great stuff where he'll be like worked on this this weekend. And it's just like a random like baseball stadium in in Indiana. That looks insane. Going to be very interesting to see if how the Orioles and the Ravens and the casino that's literally sitting next to their stadiums collaborates on what sports game it looks like at all those stadiums. Cause that's going to happen in every venue in the country. And it's just a question of, how they all operate, but the Superbook Sports Lounge right now is not getting it done from that standpoint. I don't, I don't know what you're board. talking about. I thought that was a, a <laughs> ten out of ten, like you know, great company. That made my vibes. new thing. I I used to be just like I I got on Mass, and now I do think Mass has done all, some things that have improved. Uh, the Superbook Sports Lounge and its improvements may now be the thing. The Superbook really Sports can I, can Lounge. Make, like, when you're here, you're like, family. Make a That's the motto. Whiny moment. Sure. Can the Masson app just let me? No, please. No, for the no, 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 God, if you listen to Taylor last year, you would have known this. Yep. Please, for the love of God, can it let me play it in the mini player on my phone? I will do the fact that you, anything. dude, I literally forget that the it doesn't do that. I, I'm so great. I'm, I know, I know, I know. That's why I said, that's why I said I'm coming from a privileged place. I know, <laughs> but oh, I think this every day. I'm so happy the Madison app exists. Why the fuck can't I put it into mini player on my phone? Dude, even how, like, like I, I'm conditioned to think that it does because away. ESPN, I'm using that. It does it. The cock, which is like one of the worst like user interfaces of like of all time, does it. Like other the all these other apps. CBSports.com does it. it. Is like a website on your phone. It doesn't do that. Only Masson could do that. Only Masson could not have a mini player in the app. Only. RDT can talk to his hitters over at Masson and and start to work on that yeah i'm sure that'll be that'll be a productive conversation the, it is true now they're starting you made a good good point jake now you're starting to be able to watch videos like through the website and not an app and it'll pop the mini player like out of safari on your phone it's crazy like, that's how far we've gotten yeah and like they're they're just lagging behind but you know that's that's another hot take i guess we're still in the segment if anybody that's got it, cold, anything else a, you want to get off your chest take get that's it off a cold now take that's this black-eyed Susan Spice's cold take is that they're lagging behind. Yeah, no, you're. you're but I've done. A, I, I've really been proud of how I've you know been even keeled you, on Masson all year. I think the mm-hmm. broadcast has been good. Like tonight, you know, I haven't heard a ton of Brad Brock. He's he's fine so far. But I think McDonald and, and Kevin, you've listened to him more than me. So RDT, RDT swipes like no. I think that Kevin Brown and Ben McDonald is a good pairing. I think with Kevin Kevin Brown's with Jim Palmer. I think that guy good. they do pregame and I think a little bit postgame that they just added. I think he's doing a good job. The dude with the glasses. He interviewed uh, Kowser and Westberg the other day. Do you guys see that? I, th- I believe it's pronounced La Confola. Something like that, yeah. La Confola. Yeah, that's I another. I don't, yeah, I was going to potentially bring that I, up last week. I, we're not getting into that. Yeah, we don't, we don't have to. Yeah, you know what? If you guys want to hear our, our unedited thoughts, 
just Venmo me like five bucks and we'll, we'll see how, uh, meet, how meet us at a game, meet us at a game five. and we'll, we'll, we'll chat. Um, oh, yes, yes, yes. Or pickles on a Friday afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Which RDT are you, you're going to both, you're going to both Yankee home games in a couple yes. weeks. Yes, I will also yes. be a part of those. I don't know if I, I want to go to the Sunday night one. Cause it's the first Sunday night. I mean, it's huge Orioles breaking news, like massive, massive yeah. news, like the biggest news that you could ever come up with. Um, but they're, they're making the return to Sunday night baseball, which is dope. I'll be there Friday. Cause that's the anniversary. That's the Mo anniversary game. So I think I'll be there with like Jeremy Khan. And I think we're going to try and get Sanzi and a couple other people out. And then this weekend is a famous or that weekend is a famous weekend, Baltimore weekend, which I think Taylor is taking a part in. I've been around for it. I've never taken part in the um, the full festivities. I also have. I, we, I also have a uh, I have a friend coming to town and some things in the works there too. So maybe our weekends will, will our weekends will probably coincide in a way. Oh yeah, yeah. That w- I think this is the weekend, and I'm not going to call anyone out, but I'm not going to name names. But I think Baltimore weekend was one of the weekends that a member on this podcast rode their scooter under a major highway. Oh. <laughs> Let me tell you what that, <laughs> member, that member of a certain Baltimore podcast that's currently not podcasting it has some scooter issues. Yeah, he's got, there, he, there he's seems got to be a little bit of serious, a, serious. We're not, I don't. I'm not naming. It could be. No, anybody. I've I've said nobody's name. I'm just right. saying that scooter not riding scooter should potentially be something that that individual considers. <laughs> and that's I'll just leave it at that. Jake, maybe we, I, I would say you take it to the draft on that note. I yeah. was gonna say. Long story short, yes, yeah, be- we gotta, <laughs> okay. we gotta, car- yeah, Taylor. For you, I was just thinking this: the Masson stuff. We gotta carve you out. Uh, shout out to No Laying Up, the Hamsterdam segment. We gotta, and you don't get the Hamsterdam reference, but you know, we gotta give you that. Yeah, I, I think I really don't like Spenny's. Right now, it's all technology is their issue. Like, yes, there's mm-hmm. some people on the broadcast personality wise, like that. I, I'm not like that's, that's, all, that's always gonna happen. But not that's always gonna happen. Good as Correct. Me. That's 100. That's always gonna happen. It's like, and what can I say about their technology? I mean, they're just—they're not. It's just not going to probably get right that soon. I mean, they just allowed you to stream on your computer within the last what two years, which mm-hmm. everyone's been doing since 2010. So, like, I, I can't really get like too upset, but you know, and the mass and people I think are trying and seem nice. So I'm not going to like go on in on mass and all the time. It's just like you watch other, and the you know, it's, it leads us to a point of how long will you and have mass and. That, I mean, that's going to be the other. That's a bigger discussion. I'm surprised the Masson's logo isn't like the original YouTube mobile app logo, just like orange, like the TV. <laughs> yeah. But like, who knows? This could be. I think this is probably within the next. It could be quicker, but I'll say six to seven years where this maybe all gets brought in on ha- brought in house by MLB, similar to how MLS is now, where somebody buys the rights to all the local games and it's on a streaming service, and you probably hear some of the same announcers. Because those are the people in your area, but it's not controlled um, cable network by cable network. Now it will be tough with something like Yes, which is still super profitable for the Yankees or SNY. That's uh, Rob Manfred probably thinks about that every single day. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a major. He's in Baltimore tonight. Yeah. Maybe he's talking with Masson. Well, he's talking That's to the a major happenstance. Right so way to, co- way to come here years. and then talk to Very the Dodgers. Much so. Okay, I Are guess you? that was uh, that was hot takes. Are we ready to get into the starting five draft presented by Fed Thrill? Let's do it. Let's do it. We're ready. Fed Thrill, 
great sunglasses, perfect for this time of year. Perfect is maybe an interesting way to put that because it's been a little humid lately. You, you put them on and they fog up immediately sometimes. But I mean, it's always great to have sunglasses when it's really sunny out. And it certainly has been that, uh, at least when it's not raining, you know, it kind of a little bit of a tropical storm season here, but exit 52 for 10% off your first purchase there over at Fed Thrill. So check those guys out. Another local company that we've loved doing business with for years at this point. And, uh, you know, big friends of the show. So check them out. As we get into our starting five draft, which is going to be quarterbacks that we would like to see followed in season two of the show quarterback produced by Peyton Manning. I don't know if it was an, in Omaha joint or if Peyton was just the uh, EP on this one, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. We've both kind of, or uh, all of us have kind of dove into this series um, it, to varying degrees. I think Eric and Spenny finished it. Me, Taylor and Brian have some more work to do to get it done. But uh, I think all, you know, pretty positive reception so far. We'll get into more of that. I think next week is the plan once we've all kind of fully digested it. But uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, kind of picking on the trend of what people have been talking about with it on Twitter. It's already been confirmed that it's been renewed for season two. So presumably they're going to follow three guys. We will pick five that uh, in descending order that we would like to see be those guys. So Taylor, how about you uh you go ahead and get your order randomizer together there. I just want I just want to say I'm going to I'm going to beat the living shit out of you guys on this one. Like I'm going to wow. be so good. I'm going to be so good on this one. Okay, um, he's call, he's calling a shot. I mean, we'll see what happens. Let me yeah, let me get my order randomizer while I do this. Uh I would like to state that you you spoke about glasses fogging up Jake and that is welcome to my world. That is just my world all the time and it is it's tough. I I, this is not sarcastic at all. I sympathize with the fact that people throw the sunglasses on at fogs because it sucks. The glasses fogging. It's the worst. It's, I, it, Mr. Foggy Goggles himself. It's so jarring when it just happens, like when it's just really humid out. It's like, man, that's really where we're at with this dew point situation, huh? It's brutal. I've been trying to finish some woodworking projects. I can't even get them outside to do the painting and the shellacking. Uh, it's brutal. I hate when I can't finish my woodwork because of the snow <laughs> and Real how about, quick. How about too, you, get, you know, a, get a creative outlet for once? <laughs> Um, you guys know what else sunglasses are good for hiding when you get pink eye in the middle of the summer. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. That was almost uh speaking of almost draft topics. I mean, <laughs> worst sickness. That was good. That was, I'm sorry. That was the worst one ever. That was tough. No, I, I've given some bad ones last week. Mine were bad. Yeah, that was awful. What a bad awful. Topic. They were awful. Um, randomized draft order. Uh, I have the first pick. Jake has the second pick. Uh, RDT has the third pick and Spenny has the fourth pick. That's so perfect. Oh my god. I was gonna say that's what he wanted. Um so I guess I will start out the draft here. Um and I mean this is kind of chalky, I guess, for this show, but I think Lamar Jackson is one of the most fascinating players in the league, and I would love to see him on this show. Love Especially it. if they're gonna get that kind of access to him. We haven't seen him broken down with that kind of access. Uh, I'm taking Lamar with my first pick. It would also be the most interesting thing to me because he is the quarterback of my favorite team and the team that we cover. So it would provide us a lot of content. So selfishly, from that standpoint, it would be great. But um, I think he's fascinating. I think his interaction with teammates, his family, they would delve into stuff, probably his relationship to his mom and the lack of an agent and who's around him. I think that would all get kind of um, more thrown in there, his relationship with the organization. So give me Lamar, number one. Little homerish, but you spoke with your heart, and I like that. And I, I think it's a good pick. I think he's taken in the first six picks anybody that's taking him in the league. Spenny is shaking his head. 
So these, let me tell you what, Spenny is big talk. These picks better be unbelievable. I, yeah, I hope that, uh, I hope he's got his draft board ready, ready, set Freddie, because he is, he is coming in with a big swing and dick this week. And I kind of yeah. like it. They better be like banana Laffy Taffy good. L- Lamar's yeah, too, yeah. Lamar's too private. He's too private. He, and it's like, oh, well, we would see that. No, he would just hide. He would just, you just you'd be like but a I gator in the water. Doing, I think if you're doing this show, you're gonna have to give them some assurances on I don't want to spoil my takes, but my entire theory is that this show is like forced by Brittany Mahomes to happen. Yeah, I mean, for all the screen time she gets just saying the words let's go, like you would certainly think that. Like give me give me more of that. I don't wanna I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. But all right, Lamar Jackson panders to the fan base. Good good picture. It's a good pick. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with, and we're gonna get a little bit of this, but I don't anticipate it's gonna be very good. I'm gonna go with Aaron Rodgers in New York. I mean, is that gonna be a dumpster fire? Is that gonna be you know a great trade? Is it gonna be a Brett Favre thing? There's a lot of look. I don't really particularly like the guy on a personal level, but I just find it to be a really interesting thing, and uh, I, I think it would be cool to see uh, a camera crew follow him. Like I said, it's probably not gonna happen, and it's probably for that very reason that I think it would be good because he is. Been very media averse. I was listening to Rossini on uh, Ryan Rossillo's podcast today, talking about like the whole saga of him fucking going after her and Shefty when they were you know breaking the news about his deal and all that stuff. He's just a he's a surly character, man, and he he masks it in this whole hippie peace and love kind of BS that's really just like a toxic kind of thing. And I don't know. I just think uh, Aaron Rodgers. Keep going. Keep keep going. Aaron Rodgers would be an interesting watch. It would be very funny to watch. I'm so, I'm sorry. <laughs> you talking about Aaron Rodgers gets me randy. I yeah, no, it's he's not one of my favorite people in the world. I'll just say that. But I, I just think it will be eminently fascinating. Uh, probably the most fascinating watch uh, of anyone that we could pick. Knew that one was going early, and we'll see how he does on camera with Hard Knocks, and then the the reports from today. So Ar- yeah, already sounds like it's not going to go well. So I'm sh- yeah shocked that Aaron Rodgers. Hard Knocks is, is officially happy. dead. Hard yeah, Knocks why, dead. why does I'll Hard Knocks still it. exist? Like I'll always watch it. It's officially yeah, yep. It died with the Cowboys. I think a couple years ago, where I openly was like, I don't care about Dak Prescott wrapping a gift with. Last good Kelly. one was the Browns. Funny enough, with Baker. That was good. Yeah, that was good. Um. So my first pick for quarterback I want followed, I think it's going to be a fascinating storyline. Um, and again, it's kind of been building up as Tua. I think there's a lot like going on either behind the scenes. Um, you know, he's, it always seems like he's involved in some kind of trade talk. And then you have the injury stuff. Like, I, th- I don't know if the NFL would fully want all that out there. Like, you know, here's him going to see eight different concussion doctors and learning how to slide and fall and, Stuff like that, but again, I I just think it's it's an entertaining team too that he's around. I mean, who knows what Tyreek Hill is going to get him into down there? Um, but I think that would be interesting to see him kind of followed. And again, like you would definitely get the family aspect, and they would talk about his brother and his parents and his upbringing, and you know, the Bama stuff. So I I think that would be super interesting to just kind of see what's going on with him. And uh, I think he would kind of be like cousins, where it's like you kind of go into it being like it's kind of vanilla, he's kind of plain, and then like you kind of peel back the onion and you see. The relationship between him and uh, McDonald, which I think is really good and funny, so I think he'd be an awesome, uh, an awesome go for season two. I I don't love it. I like the stuff going on with him, but you mentioned that he would be like cousins. I think he would be like Mariota, who was just you know we'll get into this more, but just kind of a dial tone to me this season. I th- I think Tua's got a little bit more a little bit more personality than and I think uh, that would come out when you see it. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah that's I, fair. I think Tua's got spice. He went to he played at Bama. He loved the spotlight a little bit. He was he was, he, he had a little bit more flavor. I see that aspect. 
um, the, the Polynesian culture is a little bit more have respect for yourself, have respect for your family, you know, Haloti yeah, was the same way. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're raised well. They have the, the, the Polynesian community instills morals on their kids very strongly. Marcus too. Sure. I do think the, the strength of the two is stuff. There is certainly the concussion peach, which I, I not only do I think the NFL wouldn't want to go to it. I don't think Tua would want to go that yeah. into it. I, I just think you just want to openly talk about the health history there <laughs> for your own career thing. If he did, it would be incredibly compelling stuff. <laughs> It would be. It would most likely probably be like placated to you know the NFL. He would be how much he does, how many all the tests he takes to make sure yeah. he's good and that stuff. But I do think like you have the kind of the, the glitz of what Miami has become, which is you know certainly something that I think him involved in. And have you guys uh, have you guys listened to the play callers? No, it's mm-hmm. a podcast on the Athletic right now. It's uh, focuses on like the Shanahan tree, so it's the beginnings of Kyle Shanahan. And then obviously you get a lot of McVeigh and McDaniel is involved in it. And McDaniel comes across really well. Everyone should check that podcast out by the athletic Jordan Rodriguez, I think did it. And uh, yeah. And like all the guys are featured in it. They, they all give interviews and people around them and stuff. It's really well done. So check He's that great. out for, for ball knowers him. only spending a lot of good McVeigh stuff in there for you. You know that I love McVeigh's podcast, but I also hate him. You, yeah. So you know that I would love to listen, but I hate it. Yeah, true. Good, good hate. Listen. But I think if I think I think to uh, I think the family stuff for him in, is interesting in terms of like you know he, obviously his mom and dad are around Maryland's program right now a lot and I do think like there's some interesting you know stuff with how they raised both of those kids and made them into you know helped raise them into quarterback. It's a good know. like it's a good make or break guy too. Like make or break guys are always interesting. I feel mm. like with them because they're a lot younger than Mariota, it'd be really cool. We would get a lot more of the the development of the Hawaiian and Polynesian football player in Hawaii and, and that aspect, which is always super fun. Those those teams, yeah. those coaches, those communities are, are always super interesting to me. All right, yeah. Babe Ruth, you're up. I mean, you got you. I, I'm. <laughs> you guys are fucking insane for leaving the board this way. Like, f- I've I had a completely different direction. I'm gonna say both my picks back to back. I'm going Burrow and Josh Allen back to back. Like Jesus mm. fuck. That's uh, my show immediately already wins, but um, I was going to pick Allen as my number one pick. I thought someone would take Burrow quickly. Burrow's fine. I, I like Burrow. I think he's cool. Whatever. He's gone a little mm-hmm. too far. I hate his haircut. Now it's gone a little too far in the cool boy direction, but I respect that if he continues to not ever have any sort of off the field, stupid shit happen ever. And just is always like low key, but pushing his image in that same way. I'll, I'll, I'll always respect uh, his persona currently if he can keep it up. Um, but Josh Allen to me, big, gregarious. The pressure's fucking on. The pressure's mm-hmm. on Josh Allen right now. He is the one who hasn't won an MVP and hasn't won an AFC championship, hasn't played in a Super Bowl, got paid first, um, You know, is dating Haley Steinfeld right now. Uh, in, insane life he's going in Buffalo. The impact he's had in Buffalo, like huge, easy. I feel like he's... He loves the camera. He plays in all the celebrity golf tournaments. I, he makes a big stir. He's he's a big he's a big boy. He's a big boy. He's a big gregarious goofball. Um, so I think all that would be cool. You know the drama going on with Stephon Diggs. What the, the Buffalo? Everybody eats that shit up with a spoon and fork. Um, mm-hmm. So I think Josh Allen is sneaky, like the best one outside of Patrick Mahomes to do. Um, Burrow, like I said, I'll I'll just take just because it's too easy. Like at, my list is. So everyone's going to be like, oh, I get to see Allen and Burrow on the TV show. That's sick. Um, didn't think he would be available for sure. But Burrow, it's cool. He's He's been kind of overcovered. Like I, I, 
I had to take him. I kind of didn't want to. He, he gets too much coverage. Here's what Everybody I'll say knows. about both of your guys, and they're good, strong stock picks. Shout out to Lars Ulrich, the very stock. I didn't think I was going to uh, get a stock pick opportunity. But, but that what I would say good. was, like, Patrick Mahomes, like, it ha- it wasn't bad when they covered him. He was probably the most interesting. But, like, I know exactly who Patrick Mahomes is. I have known mm-hmm. who he is since he came into league. He's just a big golden retriever type guy with the wristbands and the smile and the cockeye. And like, I know exactly he's what he's talking MLB without ever seeing what shit he's talking. And then I see him on the screen and he talks his shit. And I'm like, all right, dude, like that's not that interesting to me. Like I get it. I know exactly who Josh Allen is. I get it. Joe Burrow would be kind of interesting to me, but I, I kind of, to your point, he's a little overcovered. The thing I think that would be interesting for those two specifically is that both of them don't have a wife. And I think that so much of this season was on like family, like yeah, life. Yeah. So I think that would be a little more interesting. I, obviously, they're not going to like go crazy on the show or anything, but you know, I mean, they they go to different kinds of parties and stuff. I feel like the white party. More, yeah, the white party. Shout out to Josh and, Weinstein. Like I said, Josh Allen's Josh Allen's yeah. on TMZ with Haley Steinfeld right now. Like yeah. he's 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 yucking it up. He's he's killing it right now. So those two, like my list, is going to be the best because I have those two. I had to. I didn't want to go that direction. I still have wild picks to make, but uh, I think I, so. I would go actually the other direction. I think Allen is the more interesting of the two, not only because it's Eddie Haynes, the Haley Steinfeld, which wouldn't <laughs> get me to watch the show. He, um, his season storyline is interesting from the perspective that you talked about, where he has become the star. Like he is a absolute star. He does he's the son of Buffalo. Things. He does all the star things. He's now dating a celebrity. He's playing celebrity golf. He's, you know, yucking it up with everyone he can find. And now in a city that wants the Super Bowl, maybe more than any city in the league at this point, like this is all we have. You know, our hockey team stinks. We have nothing else. This team threat, you know, is threatened to leave all the time. We've now the, the team has figured it out. They have the stadium. And now we have this guy at the top of the at the top of the heap that is supposed to lead us to glory against, you know, all of the other best quarterbacks in the AFC. And it's a great juxtaposition having him after Mahomes because he is kind of the guy that is most compared to Mahomes right now. And I, and I love this guy because he's a Maryland guy, but Diggs is a fascinating Robin to his Batman in a show like that. Give me Diggs, give me all of that. Stephon Diggs are gonna, is going to see those cameras, and he's going to be – I mean, he is going to be involved in the show. Give me so all I of think- that, and these are home run picks. But with this show, the way that it's constructed, it won't be that. And that's the yeah. problem that I had I with this Burrow season. was that it's honestly it's, not that interesting. Yeah, with the problem that I had with this season that we'll get him, into is Brittany should- Mahomes sitting in, the pre- sitting in her box screaming, let's go. Yeah, or screaming fuck. Cool like every factor. every other cut. It's how about you give me like Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy and who and his younger. If you dig deep trying. enough, this show was mon- was financed by like Brittany Mahomes wanting to do. This. <laughs> and yeah, it's like what are we doing? Like, can we can like he's working with young receivers. He just lost to Kill. Can we get into that? Like, I mm-hmm. so and I feel like that would be speculation. The, and I haven't watched enough of the show to have a full thing. We'll review the show next week when we've all watched it. I think they see this thing as a show for Netflix viewers which is not mm-hmm. HBO Hard Knocks viewers, yeah. which is get the casual person to – it's like if they put this on it's Amazon full Prime. Swing. It's full swing. It's full swing. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. Be their family, get you more connected. Touchdown in six points. You know, mm-hmm. the, not only is the you know, you know know 25 to 35-year-old guy that's obsessed with football going to watch this show for all the things and to, to participate, but they want my mom to watch this show because it comes up on our Netflix. My mom was texting me, I love Patrick Mahomes. He's mm-hmm. the best. That's He's what quarterback is for. That He's is why you make smart. quarterback. 
And so, that's, and and that's like, where I think the like stock picks, the chalk picks, are maybe not as hyped up as you might think they are, Spenny. Right, right. So, so yeah, good, good that, picks, I'll, good I'll picks, but my, I, they're not. I don't think they're quite the Babe Ruth uh, knock it out of the park that you think they were. The, but the my what I have in the bag is so like the oh my god. Just, okay, just, hey, just, if you're if you're hitting me with the George R R Martin, just that, wait. I know and I'll who's going to take it too. I know who's going to take my one that I really want. Okay, that's why I'm upset that I had to pick both of them. But go ahead. Okay, Eric. All right, I'm taking Matthew Stafford. Um, we talk about a guy whose like career is. Again, he's had his two, you know, probably the highest of the high and one of the lowest of the lows in the last two years, uh, winning the Super Bowl and then just absolutely falling off the cliff. And, and, you know, the injuries just absolutely taking a toll. And you've had that retirement um, kind of cloud over him before. Like, you know, is this going to be it? You know, when can he walk away? It's because he's so beat up from all his time in Detroit. Um, Again, he's a guy who I think people know a lot about because of that Super Bowl run and that year. Because again, they were on every other Monday night football game, and you know about his wife and her story, and you know her being sick and stuff like that. Um, so again, we kind of have that look into their life. But again, I think it would. I think that is a older, more mature. Like it, it's just. It, it, like I said, it'll get your mom to be like, "Oh yeah, that you know Kelly Stafford or whatever, you know." And th- this storyline and that, I think they're a perfect. I think he's the perfect like aging veteran again, maybe on the, uh, you know, maybe they drafted a quarterback or they pick up a guy and he's, you know, has to wonder. And, and, you know, you kind of get that, you know, when do we say, when do we say it's enough um, conversation going, but it's uh, I, I think he's a perfect kind of guy for it. Um, I think he would be, he would be really interesting. And again, you get the whole, what do the Rams do? You know, McVay will get in there and, and you'll see Donald and, and the LA lifestyle and the white parties and stuff like that too. So. I think he's good for it. Yeah, it's a good pick. He was on my board. I, I might have taken him around later, but uh, I think he'd be interesting. I think he'd be more candid with the cameras than some of these other guys would be too. Mm-hmm. Like he's already won a Super Bowl. He did what he wanted to do. I, he obviously wants to play a little bit more, but that'd be a good dynamic. Went to high school with Clayton Kershaw. I don't people think do people talk that. about that. Yeah. Is it me? Second pick, right? Yeah, it's you, Jake, then Taylor. Mr. Unlimited. He I would feel like this would be up. this would be an interesting story. He might be a little bit boring with the cameras at first, but I feel like once you get into the season with Sean Payton and that dynamic, like people like to tear people down and then they like to come back. And I don't even know if people necessarily will be rooting for this comeback, but if it happens, I think it will be interesting to watch and follow for a full season. So can he find his groove? I mean, we had last offseason, it was the summer of Russ. You know, he got his trade request out of Seattle. He got out of there. He was at the highest, you know, the peak of his powers, his apex mountain, if you will. And then he got knocked off the mountain in a fucking brutal fashion this last year. And I just think following that in the, uh, the follow-up act, that will be one of the more interesting storylines I could think of for a show like this. If they got footage of him doing the, like, the knee-high, like, knees-up run on the airplane, that would be worth, I mean, yeah. everything. <laughs> that would be incredible. It, it could be a train wreck. It could be a, an uplifting story of a comeback. It just feels like anything that happens will be interesting with this guy. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very compelled because I, I think I've said this to you, Jake, but um, and I, I can't remember the name of the gentleman. I'll, I'll look it up after. I feel bad that I can't remember his name. But when Russ was getting ready for the NFL draft, he went and trained at – I can't remember which facility, one of the big ones. And he ended up meeting a guy who was really big into – uh, like thought, like he had some sort of new thought process, new psych, like 
psychological tactic. It was some athletes. kind of like mindfulness combo with like new age stuff. Yeah. Like it was, it was called new, it was called like mental neutrality, which was just basically a thought that you can never react positively or negatively in the arena. And to try to extrapolate that into your life that like you just remain neutral, you remain even keeled and you don't get shaken. And it like bled that, that guy and Russ, the, uh, trainer, I don't know the right word. He's probably had like a PhD and I'm saying trainer and he mental like coach, that, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, um, he had, they became best friends and like literal best friends guy live with Russ at times and stuff throughout his career in the NFL. And he just passed away 18 months ago, I believe. Um, and then Russ started acting really peculiar and was probably mourning that guy a ton, I would imagine. And uh, got that's where I feel like things started to get off. So I feel like maybe in the show we could get into that a little bit. Russ is a great pick. Russ is a great pick. Mm -hmm. uh, with Sean Payton coming to town, you know, I think every I think think you would draw a lot of viewers as well, like the hate view. And then I think a lot of people are like, all right, I don't hate him. I don't hate Russ. I don't hate Russ. So it would be I, like I, a I lot like of people Kirk. thought they hated Kirk Cousins going into this season for whatever reason or another, and I think a lot of people are coming away with a positive. I think that'll impression. happen with pretty much anyone. Anyone, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. yeah. And I mean, yeah, exactly. And I think Russ, like I Russ, as much maybe as maybe not like, Mariota actually. But. Russ, as much as he was annoying at times, like he, I do think he's like a good guy. Like deep down, you know, he's just kind of like a religious dude. Whatever, he's all football most of the time up until this past off season when he got off of the uh, off of that wagon a little bit. And can he get back onto the? Can he get back onto the horse, if you will, the Bronco, and uh, you know ride with ride with Broncos country into a, a brighter future? It'll be. You know, we'll get him in all denim with a cowboy hat, riding a beautiful horse at some point. That'll be the intro. Yeah. 100%. yeah. Um, two quick ones. Trevor Moad, I believe, is the person you're referring to. Correct. Spence. Thank you. Thank you, Taylor. Um, who I think I, I the reason I know it, I I don't want to say this out of turn. Uh, I think Mike Locks had a relationship with him as well. Um, mm -hmm. I, Russ. It's just overexposed for me. I do think he seems so unself-aware that I do think he would be good on this show because I think he's going to give you all the things. Like, he's not going to shut it down. It would kind of stun me if he's not one of the three quarterbacks featured in this coming year. Mm -hmm. It just feels like, like something like his lack too. of self-awareness. I think Manning calls him and is, is like, hey, Russ, we'd love you to do the show. Russell's, Russ is like, sure, blah, 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 blah. Like – you know, Sierra's featured. It kind of makes a lot of sense for how he probably perceives his brand. Like he's mm -hmm. going to watch that show and he's going to be, I need to be on this show. So I think, I think he would have one of the five best odds to be on the show next year. I would just hope Definitely. they would get more involvement from a Sean Payton or from his offensive coordinator. Like, give me some more of the nitty gritty football stuff. Like, how is he coming back in that perspective? How is he relating to people inside that building? Because like he had his office or whatever in a parking space that was controversial. I think like maybe mm -hmm. a little overblown, but that kind of stuff. Like, there's just so much that happened that I want to get more deep into. And I think he'd be yeah. a good pick. Yeah. To describe before we move on. Neutral thinking, according to Trevor Moad, is a high-performance strategy that emphasizes judgment-free thinking, especially in crises and pressure situations. So he like invented this really popular mental perspective that athletes have been using for like a yeah, decade. Yeah, like the now. idea of getting back to neutral. Yes. Homeostasis. Um. So I have two picks here. Yeah. Um. I'm between like four. We should get to like cast the show. Yes. <laughs> We're doing a great job so far. Uh, where do I want to go with this first? I'm going to, he, he's been on stuff like this before, but I'm going to take Baker. Oh, I, I think, yeah. I think I that thought, I wrote it 10. I wrote 
in the group chat. I'll just send it in the group chat. Ten twenty four. Jake takes Baker Mayfield. He was, yeah, he was on my board. He definitely. Yeah, uh, I think that I think that he. First of all, he's your perfect like on the brink guy. He's even more the perfect on the brink guy because he at one point looked like he was going to be an apex kind of guy, and he's just not. And I think him dealing with his own mortality from a from a. I think we've underdrafted him. Like I think you could arguably have taken him in the first round. He's yes, also, yes, 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 correct. I thought I was going to get him. I thought I was going to get him at the turn on the next one. He's also a huge star, so he's like someone you can put on the marquee and like in the trailer. He sits in front of the camera, and everyone's like, "Oh shit!" Baker Mayfield talks about what it's been like to be Baker Mayfield. Um, there's not a ton interesting about the Bucks right now, so that. But I don't think you need that. I think, I think it was post Brady stuff, and it, it was I mean, like, "Oh, I'm stepping into you know Tom yeah. Brady's. You know, he won a Super Bowl and blah blah blah." So. So I think that he – I was between him and another kind of on-the-brink guy, and I'm going to take um, – I'm going to take Baker as as mine right now. Good value pick. And then are we only doing three for this because the 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 show had three? I guess we're not doing five. Oh. That probably makes sense. Starting three? Oh, no. We have to do five. It's okay, five. perfect. Yeah, no, that's fine. Five. I have lots of other picks, so I actually – I'm glad about it. It's, glad it's been expanded yeah. to five in the renewal of the second season. That works. <laughs> I, honestly, not out of the question either. Um, it's who we'd want to see. So it's like you're yeah, basically then, power ranking your, who you'd want And to then see. I'm going to do a comeback story. I really don't know anything about this guy, so I'd be interested. I'm going to take Geno Smith. Mm, good, good pick. Yeah. Good pick. I, like, I am. You have, you have the Pete Carroll angle. That's always entertaining. But I think that, you know, how has this happened that this guy now has like a long-term – if you had told me three years ago he was out of the league, I'd have been like, oh, he's out of the league. And now he is, you know – a trusted starter in the NFL who know, and it could be a situation where it could go poorly. This could go unbelievably poorly this year for like, this could have been a total flash in the pan situation. And if it, if it goes well, it's an uplifting, you know, story about how he got back. Even if it doesn't go well, it still is because he got his money. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think there's a story to tell her. I legitimately don't know anything about him other than that. He, you know, played at West Virginia and big flat earther. I will say you missed it. We, we, he was missed by a year. Like you needed this to be. I was going to say. I think like, I, and I, I don't love the pick. I like. I think it could be good, but I just feel like we might have, we might have missed the, missed the train stop on that one. You know. But, and and I think that'll be interesting, good. though, to see. Yeah, that yeah I think that's. Down. Yeah, that's part of the reason. It's interesting. The other thing is perspective to give. I wanted to pick someone, and a Lamar Baker or two people I know a lot about. I just don't know anything about Geno Smith, and I'm just hoping it's going to be interesting. It would be interesting. He's a, he's a he's a he's a guy like he got in a fight with IKN and Polly like when he wouldn't pay him back and he broke his jaw. Yeah, that basically ended his career broke. in New York. Like he's had some uh, some he, some stuff leak out. He uh, he had the flat earth thing. Like he's an interesting cat. He started yeah, so over. Remember he he broke Eli's streak in New York. Then they put him in. Well, didn't, didn't yeah, shout out to Ben McAdoo. Yeah, McAdoo. One start at the Giant. Yeah, like he's. I, I'm with you, Taylor. I think that's a really good pick. I, I had him on. I had him on my board. I think I, I may think have put in. So, I think there. they put in someone else. Might have been I Davis Webb. I think it was Webb. Why did I think it was Gino? It was Davis Webb. He played right, with the Giant. Gino, no, Gino did. Gino did, but they might have put somebody else in too. I think you're I right. It, I thought it was one game. I don't know. I could be wrong. Oh yeah, I remember yeah, it was I someone young. In 2017, the Giants bench Eli Manning in favor of Geno Smith, ending okay. Manning's Iron Man streak and costing right, some of jobs. <laughs> I don't know, costing boss. some of their jobs. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm I'm with you. I think that's a great pick. Yeah, I think it's a good one. Baker, good pick too. Baker, Baker was one of the bigger yeah. college stars of this past decade. Yes, yeah, yes. And he comes to my head because after seeing um, 
Johnny Manziel on the Untold documentary today. It's like a very similar college startup. Obviously, Manziel on a, another level than Baker. There's my take when Baker's getting drafted is like he's Johnny, but he's not Johnny. He's, he's Johnny without he's, substance. He's JV Johnny. He's you know? JV yeah. Johnny. He's not gonna. He's, you're not. But gonna he was find way better in the NFL than Johnny. Oh yeah. 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 Yes. Hundred percent. For sure. Baker's craziest thing was meeting up with some girl behind a Buffalo Wild Wings. Johnny's craziest thing was like probably almost dying every single night for two years. <laughs> yeah. A little bit, little bit of a darker, uh, darker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, JV is it me? Yes. Yes. I'm going to get a little weird here, uh, and I'm going to go with Deshaun Watson. I was thinking about that. I thought oh, about man. that, too. I just – Nasty, man. I don't want to watch it. I just I, – I, That's like, the thought I had. I was like, everybody's sick of him. Yeah, I don't want to watch it. Honestly, I think it's I think it's a bad pick. I, I just I don't I don't want to watch him. I just like I don't want to deal with the baggage in the back of my head. I don't know how you. And you know that him. he has to be like reserved, and it's just going to try to make him look It'll good without making him to look too good, and like some weird shit. I, I'm into the car crash, and I want to see the elephants in those rooms, which there oh. are assuredly many of them. And like fucking Kevin Stefanski put his career on the line for this guy. And they're trying to make this thing work, and it looked okay at times. This last is season. the—I mean, this in that aspect, this is the year where like it better work fast now. The biggest kind, con- the craziest contract in NFL history that almost broke the Baltimore Ravens as a franchise for one thing. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like it, it fucking this this put things on tilt for a lot of people in the NFL, fans included, myself included. This guy is a fascinating figure to me, and I, I don't. This is another guy that I don't really like on a personal level, but what is this season going to look Let like? Let me it's, tell you what. A Aaron Rodgers, yeah, he's got a good list. Wilson, he's got a good list. Deshaun Watson quarterback is, I mean, that is one of the great hate watch. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. But I mean, yeah, like, it's to me that's more interesting than Patrick Mahomes and his fucking head and shoulders commercials. You that's know? fair. Like, I mean, that's that's fair. But man, that's just a lot of negative vibes as I'm turning on my Netflix. The, Not that Ross is a bad guy. There's a lot of there's a lot of um. What am I thinking? A lot of protests outside of that uh, that L.A. premiere in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, Listen, they need I, a lot of security. For a I'm lot like of a, I'm like a Tarantino. You know, I got yeah, I got my uh, my my haters certainly amongst the uh, amongst the fans out there. I'm I'm, the, I'm doing um, something a little the, bit different. The only thing though, I think, because again, obviously, you said there's a lot of skeletons in the closet, elephants in the room, whatever you want to call it. Um, they're not going to be able to show what like 95 percent of it. So then there are going to be the people who were like, oh, well, look, they're, they're, you know, why didn't they show it to it? And they, they're idiots. So they're not going to understand that. And they're be like, well, why didn't they get deeper into this allegation? And it's like, well, because you can't, you know. You yeah, it's can't. all like it's it's maybe a flawed pick, but I do think that like a lot of that would be implied. Like it, it just implied? it's there and everyone knows. And like that's what that's just going to be hanging over the whole thing, no matter how much they get into it or not. Like we I all mean, know. Ratings wise, it would be a monster. And yeah. I think that's all people would. Really I do think about. of all of the people on this list, besides probably Rogers, because he hates the media. So he's just definitely not doing it. The Sean Watson is getting legally advised to just have no shot of doing this. Yeah. So yeah. Never, yeah. No, there's he's a, never going to be on this show. If there's 30, let's say there's like 38 possible quarterbacks. I don't know. Like maybe backup ish. I don't know. I don't know. He's yeah. probably the least likely to get picked. He's probably the first one asked, and 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 the least. Yes, I don't even think they ask. Yeah, no, I, I, do I, don't, I don't think they would want to do it. Last one asked. No, I, I don't do think, think they'd want to do it. Did also pick the guy that has probably the most chance of being on it. I think Russell Wilson legitimately has the most chance of being on. It. I think he's calling Netflix saying, "I correct." Want That's what I'm. I, yeah, but he's he like, might, me on who knows though? He, who knows? He might be like, "I'm trying to get no, off this I'm, shit." No, you don't know. That's true. It's neutral based banking. You have to get back to neutral. 
but he can't now. He doesn't have Trevor Moad. <laughs> good pick. Yeah, that, that was a good one, Jake. That was you, Jake, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're up, Eric, I think. All right. I'm going a different direction. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to take Trey Lance. I think Dude, he's a I like kind that. of – I honestly never would have even thought to take him. I like that. He, he's just the big floating question mark over his head. You know, it's like what – what are where, you? Does he, where does he go? You know, the injury, he was supposed to start last year and then Brock Purdy. And again, I, I still feel like we don't really know a lot about him because of the college situation. And because that was during COVID, right? Was that the 2020 or was that the year before? I forget. 2021 was his rookie year. He was drafted 2021. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, he so only yeah. played one game in one 2020. Game. Yes. yes. Yeah, that's that, that's what it was. They made that special schedule literally for him, right? Like just an exhi- basically played one exhibition game so that he could go showcase. Exactly. So I think that's just a fascinating storyline that people are really, really just not even talking about and thinking about. Like I know when the Titans signed um, um, their new um, ran their new GM, he came from San Francisco and there was a lot of like flirting. Will they, won't they early? So I kind of dove into it being like, I'm, I'm, Again, nobody, nobody knows what this guy can do. He's been hurt and he just hasn't played. I think he's a fascinating – again, it's kind of like you got to have like a do-or-die moment coming up. And, you know, his contract's going to be coming up. They got Brock Purdy. You know, w- w- what do they do? So I think that whole situation is just, just going to be fantastic. Plus, you also have the outside characters because Kittle was going to pop in. And Honestly, McCaffrey like Niners QB room, like if we could just allow yes. that. That might so there's a couple there's a couple yeah. that I would like to take as QB Arnold's in there now too like that's yeah. a fun again yeah that could be a pick too just that whole quarterback 49ers are a fun team with a lot of character too they, yes, they embrace the cameras to a degree for sure yeah I I think I think that's a that's a very interesting one and again like maybe he gets traded you know early on I think that would be fascinating to see being with a guy who gets traded not like um not not uh, Vontae Davis in in uh, on Hard Knocks when he just said, "Can I call my grandma?" Who y'all trade me for? Traded? Um, I no again. I, I think he's a he's a super interesting guy with a lot of kind of question marks floating around him and the team in general. I think it's a very just interesting space to 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 see into. Like Shout said, out to uh, Liv Cowherd. True, good call. True. Shout out to uh, Colin Coward completely turning on Trey Lance on his show. <laughs> During he, during them dating and then after. What kind of love on Coward. All right, that brings it to me, I guess. Um, I mean, you guys are making a weird board for me, but I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick to my guns because I I just I can't. There's one I just can't take at this point now. Uh, I'm gonna take Jimmy G, mm. starting quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders. Pretty boy, the ladies love him. Raiders are explosive. They've got a lot of stuff going on. They, they've got a lot of pressure. He has the redemption story. Um, you know, interesting perspective at this point in his career, getting another chance to start. He has Devontae Adams. You know, uh, Raiders are floundering. They need to sell tickets in that stadium. They need to, you know, do the darn thing. They bring him in to kind of, I guess, just have a steady, calm, quiet bridge quarterback. Um, kind of it's a little bit like Mariota, but I think Jimmy G's just got a nicer smile and, you know, is, is going to be a, a little – a little more casual viewing in a good way. And then I'm going to go Justin Fields, who mm. is explosive right now, had such a highlight-inducing year, loves the cameras in a weird way. He loves like he loves the cameras the way that a football player does. Like he loves mm-hmm. to dance with his teammates in the locker room and loves to like say funny stuff, wear crazy sunglasses, all that stuff. Bears obviously at a point where this is this is a career-defining season for Justin Fields. They go get DJ Moore, their offensive line should be better. 
Um, Eberflus, you know, his defense, I, I believe in. I think they'll get in a good spot. Bears obviously have tradition. Their stadium sucks. Like, that's an interesting aspect right now. The Bears as an organization are in an interesting spot. Um, you know, ownership doesn't have a ton of money to shell out. They've, they've made some weird decisions at times. But Fields, I, I think, you know, is a very interesting storyline. So many people are calling him, you know, a dark horse MVP or whatever, or maybe a surprise MVP candidate, all that stuff. Um, so I'm going I'm to put those two on to, to contrast my my uh, Burrow and Allen. And I think that's a, you know, if it was four, I think that's a nice little show. I think that's a nice little Fields and Jimmy G at very polar opposite points. And then Burrow and Allen vying against each other. I like where I'm at in that sense. Jimmy G was my other Baker mate was the one I was discussing with Baker as like the looking at. Oh, the I wanted point. Jimmy G and Baker on this yeah. list. I wanted yeah. like Jimmy G is the other to me, most like looking at the mortality as a quarterback guy besides Baker. And I find, I find him very interesting. Another guy I don't know a ton about, but I think in a guy everybody knows just because he's been on so many, he's been in so many interesting situations, like the backup of Brady and like the heir apparent. And he's not that. And then he's a Super Bowl participant quarterback and then he almost never, almost wins a super bowl he's never the guy anyone's actually really wanted but he's mm -hmm. also has been the guy everyone's really wanted it's went. a very interesting career he's also not married so seeing what he you know his life outside he would be comfortable to like let you in a little bit i feel like he wants I to look good uh, he's compared him he's compared himself to Vinny chase in the past i feel like that would that be, is what that is perfect yeah. yeah he compared himself to Vinny chase yeah i think he did i think he said he like in, like he entourage is, is my favorite show and like I, in my friend oh my group, god is, Vinny is Jimmy and all my friends are, yeah like <laughs> is this yeah. like season is this season seven of entourage he's not gonna do yeah. the movie get on the phone yeah it's better than the movie that worked out for me and Spenny because I was going to take Jimmy G. I took Baker away from him, so we kind of swapped there. So I, like I wanted like Jimmy that. G on the back end of this because I think Jimmy G is really interesting. I think so for sure. And the, the whole Vegas aspect, obviously, is just always compelling. Yeah, it's a nice backdrop to whatever's going on. E-Rock RDT. Josh, McDan Josh McDaniels would be just incredibly <laughs> – people would just dunk on him left and right for every dumb thing he said and did. Um, I'm going to take uh, I'm gonna take Jordan Love. Good pick. That's what yeah, I was going to take next. I had Good him on like – you know, like kind of kind of similar to Baker, just stepping into the foot, you know, the shoes of a, of a legend. Um, but a le again, like a guy who he was drafted to replace. And obviously everyone knows the backstory between Rogers and love and the organization and that weird little love triangle. No pun intended there. Um, again, I don't know if they would really want a rookie like learning for the first time. I, you know, I don't know if if I'm a team, I don't want my guy mic'd up. I, I kind of want him in his playbook and stuff like that. But it would be interesting to just see again how how he is um you know they've got star power with the coach and and again you just kind of have that storyline of green bay being like you know is this kind of run that they've had for the last over the division you know what 30 years kind of coming to an end with with the changing of the guard here um how do they how do they keep atop the mountain yeah exactly and you know oh you can you you know there's another team and you know, which ooh, that's actually not a bad pick. Um, you know, in the north, who, who's kind of on the up and up, and and how do they fend them off? So yeah, there, there's just a ton of good storylines. Again, I think you'll get ratings because it's the Packers and they have fans everywhere. Um, so again, Love is kind of an interesting, uh, an interesting guy. Again, I know zero about him, even though he's been in the spotlight in the league for a decent amount of time now. But again, I, I know absolutely zero about him. So good pick. I'm gonna go with uh. I'm gonna get the vibes up a little bit. And I'm gonna take sunshine, Trevor Lawrence. Mm, mm -hmm. 
the the, the, the next leap year here in uh, year three is he going to be is he going to join that Mahomes club is he going to be the kind of boring superstar one year from now he's not quite that yet is he uh, is he going to be the guy I mean he's got the playoff win under his belt now feels like another leap is yet to be taken and uh, he's got everything that he needs to uh, go ahead and do it so T Law. It'll be a little oh, bit. It wouldn't be as pick. interesting, I think, as my other picks, but it's kind of like that good, good that vibes. That balances guy. it out. Yeah, mm-hmm. balances it out. I think that's good for your list for sure. Yeah, good value there in the fourth round. I think so. Um, so I have two. I have two to finish my team. I, I like Trevor. I probably would have taken him here as one of my picks. Um, uh, I'm gonna take. I'll take Bryce Young. I'll get the rookie quarterback experience on here. Um, he also, based on all accounts, is not just, you know, based on both, you know, the reports we've heard from, like, his testing and some stuff I've heard from people that have worked with him. He is, like, unbelievably smart. I'm just very interested to see how he navigates um, the idea of a franchise that's looking for its face. That's something I wanted on my show is, like, the – you know, the desperation to have the face of your franchise. And there's a couple people that you could, Jordan Love is a, is another one of that. Like, do you have the quarterback that you hope is going to lead you? There's a couple other people on here like that. I just think Bryce Young, you know, I also just want to see him navigate being short in the NFL. And so <laughs> we're going to throw him on my team. Um, so he goes on there to get a rookie. And then to finish it out, I have looked at this guy the entire time. And I don't know why this would be interesting. Um, but I'm going to get a good city background to it, and I'm going to take Daniel Jones. I've, I've wanted him the whole time. I just couldn't. I couldn't take him. There's I don't. A, there's a lot. There's a lot beyond the. There has line. to be. There, there has to be something there. You have New York, the Giants. They've now committed to him. The idea of him having to work to get them to commit to him. Um, that he finally achieved, and now he has all the pressure with a guy like Brian Dable, who I think is going to be like. Brian Dable is going to be someone that everybody knows as a coach soon. Like that's he already kind of is, but he's going to be like everyone knows who Brian Dable is in the same way everyone. He's knows going to be a good Dable. New York coach. It's almost yeah. like the Rex Ryan, but not not as Rex Ryan-y. He's like yeah. he's maybe like three. It's, it's like Baker to Johnny. Yes, yeah. yes, he's the JV. Yeah, he's the JV Rex without the foot fetish. That yeah, I would be more interested in Dable than I would Jones. I think I think Jones is is wallpaper. I think he is who he is. I think he's the guy who dresses like the accountant every day with his backpack, like walking in the tunnel, just, you know. I know, I know for a fact I have a bunch of friends live in Hoboken and Upper East Side and stuff, and they see him out all the time. He he gets down. Well, here's part of the reason I took him. Going into the league, he had like a clear long-term girlfriend that was on his Instagram, and right when he got to New York, that went away. I just want to see what he's been doing. <laughs> he's been partying. I know that. Yeah. So give me give me DJ. That's my final pick. I think you're muted, Jake. Yeah, Jake, you're muted. He can't hear us. Oh wow, he's really rapping too about how he just took. I know who he just took to. I think you you don't because I didn't say it yet. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna bring I'm gonna do another good vibes guy and a guy that has a lot of expectations on his shoulders and can he keep it up? I'm gonna go with Jalen Hurts in Philly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It yeah. feels like good fifth round value that's there. The, that's like the Super Bowl or bust thing too in the Allen. Category. Yeah, it's like you think you had tears with yeah, you had tears. Hurts has a ton of pressure. Yeah, you had tears with Mahomes with Cousins, who's a mid tier guy, and then you had Mariota, who was kind of a nothing. I feel like I filled out my roster with good kind of nothing guys a little bit who have some injury to them, thankfully. 
And then I got a good up and coming guy with T law. And then I feel like Jalen hurts is kind of my, uh, my blue chipper. Like it, this guy is, he's got all the expectations in the world. Still. Can he get back to the super bowl? It's tough to get back, you know, and uh, can he do it? Jalen to hurts. me, I they're think that, off a, the good part about them is that they're coming off a super bowl loss. And that's always an intriguing storyline. The yeah. other thing too, is they're going to officially enter their now probably are out of the honeymoon period, especially considering who their fan base is. And they're officially going to enter Ravens with Lamar Jackson. Every game is the end of the world territory as a fan base. And that's always fascinating. That's mm-hmm. officially where the Eagles are. Yep. He's going to, he, every, like, every game they lose or don't win convincingly is going to be a gigantic referendum on everything that's happening, which they were not really in last year because they were enjoying the ride as he, much as the Philly fans can enjoy any ride. Yeah. <laughs> he would lose the season opener next year and go like 14 for 29 for like, Two seventeen with a touchdown and two picks, and like the the they would flash why over. Why do we pay him? Like, why do we pay him? Why do we pay him? Yeah, it would just be Philly sports callers being like, "I knew you couldn't pay this guy." Blah blah blah, and he'd be like walking into the facility at you know five a.m. or something like that, and it would be like, "Get rid of this bum," and and just the worst Philly accent. Especially because similar to Lamar, he is a guy that had previous doubts and has kind of put them to the side, but they're always lingering there to be brought back into the people are get paid that kind of itching money. to pull something back. Like yes. that. It will be, yeah. it will be the great highlight money. packages when things are going well. And when the boat is being rowed and then when it wasn't going well, it would be legitimately good TV. Cause you would get, they'd the- also get great. Like you think of the things that make some of these shows good, like, you know, the great upset Philly callers and radio show hosts that we like piped in and the, you know, yeah. we've had a bad three weeks stretch. You're doing like a drone shot of like the so facility good. as like the callers are like going in on him. Like I can, yeah. I can see it right now. Yeah. Upset mm-hmm. fans, people booing. I mean, you can bring up Philly brings you all that stuff. I think this is another guy that you mentioned Russ. I think this is another guy that has a very good chance of being on the show. Who hurt? Yeah, I can see it. Definitely. It's a good one. It's Eric. a good late one. Um, is this me? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm taking Anthony Richards, Anthony Richardson. I think he's again, just another kind of fascinating, a very, you know, quick riser. You know, if you follow college football being like, Oh yeah, this guy is a, certainly a quarterback, you know, maybe that was questioned at times, but, and then, you know, and then just shooting up in the, um, in the combine and, and obviously his rise to what was he, was he five? No, was he, he wasn't, no, maybe he was five, right? Fifth pick. Yeah. Fourth, I thought. Maybe I'm wrong. Is it four? Fourth? Maybe fourth. Yeah, oh, I will say top five. Um, but again, kind of you have this question mark like around four, the, four. Yeah, yeah. So again, you have this question mark around the Colts, and you know, they've they've juggled quarterbacks the last couple of years, and he was picked so high, and he's their guy. And I mean, you want to talk about a character who would take over the show if Ursay would let them mic him up. I mean, God knows with that that you know, he could go on some pill-laced rant and he wouldn't even know that he was on the show. Like, I think we could really get some gold there. And then again, he turns in to the story. Um, God, I mean, they could they could find another like hooker dead in his apartment while they're filming. That was something. my thought exactly on why I would take Richardson. He was definitely on my list and that was the, the recreational ambient and whatever else is going on was definitely on my <laughs> mind there. Like, like Andy, I love Andy Reid as a side character in this one. Like, just thinking that like, or like Ursay would be on the sidelines guaranteed. Like he would be in the huddle just like spouting some shit off. So I, and then again, I think it would be neat just because again, he's a big name guy who rose up very quick. And I, like, like Taylor, you were talking about with some of your guys, like I still don't really know much about him other than he's just kind of a physical, like Cam Newton, like freak. So it, w- it would be cool to, again, you know, you get the montage of him in the gym and, 
him talking about how strong he was and every how he, he has a, he has a fun personality him. too. He's he's really he smiley. Does. He definitely does. Yeah, smiley, uh, gregarious. He likes to poke fun. He he has like a dry sense of humor, but he does it with like a smile and a laugh. I hope not too dry. I don't like any of that like too dry sense of humor. No, no, no. He's like sarcastic, but he's like like obvious. He like plays little pranks and stuff. Yes, yeah, I, I, I think that would, stuff on him. I, I liked him a lot in the draft process. I, boom! I there we go. So I'm I'm taking him with my last one. I think that would be neat, and I would love to just see what a rookie quarterback in in my division goes through, so I can just fucking mentally pick him apart for years. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, I'm not going to take Herbert. He hates the camera. I don't. I think he mortally hates the camera and just right player, wrong it. person. Right. No, not yeah, exactly. Exactly. Not taking him. Um, Brock, people with Brock Purdy. I don't give a, I don't really give a fuck about Brock Purdy. I had him on my list. Yeah. We already got, we already got Trey anyway. So, um, you know, Ryan Tannehill, I'm not going to take him golf. We golf. We know too much about, and he like is a nice chill guy, but like PMT is mm-hmm. everything. They, I have one that like I think knocks. is still a very good one that I'm not going to give you, but I, Derek Carr. Derek Carr's the next one. We just had him on Hard Knocks, though, so I don't care. He he's he was kind of boring on Hard Knocks. I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just like super nice guy, religious. Sure, it's it's like Kirk Cousins, but we already got we already got it with Hard Knocks. The the one that I'm, I have two that I'm between. The two in between, I'm not going to take Desmond Ritter. I like Desmond Ritter a lot as a quarterback. I think the Falcons are cool. I think it's cool. But I think the much more interesting one is Mr. Kenny Pickett mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh. Pickett likes to go shotgun beers at Luke Combs concerts with Luke Combs. He likes to run around, knows Pittsburgh super well. He's like a frat bro, frat boy. You know, it's Pittsburgh Steelers organization, obviously. Um, he went out and played well. He played really, really well at the end of the season last year. Mm-hmm. And the Steelers, again, they're – the story of the classic franchise that has to figure out how to get to the next chapter. And they put some, some eggs in their basket of Kenny Pickett, not all of them. They could easily go draft another quarterback uh, next year early. They could trade up. They could trade three first and go get, you know, Caleb Williams or whatever, you know, whoever presents themselves, uh, Drake may, whatever. But Kenny Pickett, I think uh, would make an interesting list for me to round out. Um, we'll, we'll obviously read them all here, but I think Kenny Pickett on that Steelers team that has a lot of talent. They have a lot of heart. They're competitive. They're well coached. They're you know a historically successful classic team that um, I think I think he would draw a lot of viewers, and I think he rounds out my list well uh, with with maybe just a touch more. Ah, him and Fields are kind of similar, I guess, but uh, he's more, more. He's a he's a good vibes guy. Good vibes, good organization. Just you know, fun. I think he would He'd like the fun. camera. I think he would light it up. He's super comfortable in Pittsburgh. He's been there for years now. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel like he ha- there's pressure on him, but he doesn't feel pressured. You know, he'll, he's not like, like he's not like squeaky bunch. clean. Like he's not he doesn't have anything bad, but he's not squeaky clean like Mahomes. He acts like a baseball guys. player, not like a quarterback. Yeah, like he feels mm-hmm. like he could be in like a Richard Linklater movie set in like the like early '80s. Like he he's like a kind of one of those characters. I kind of like it. Yeah, he's with a swoop, and he's a little bit of a dirty boy. You Kenny know. Powers vibes a little bit. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But like amateurish Kenny Powers, like to to the mom and dads that watch this show, they'd be like, "Oh, he's rowdy for a quarterback," mm-hmm. but it's, he's actually not that. Rowdy. He'd be the friend that your parents are like, eh, "Don't don't sleep over it. You can go over it. You're not sleeping over it." Well, it's every, every time, time you with come the Steelers, back to I have house, the, you look all no, tired and you know, yeah, yeah. Steelers, I, have, I just have a total. It's a total last time he was here. Total West Man Tooth situation. Like I, I hate you, but goddamn it, I respect you. And, <laughs> you know, and they can just talk about his hands a bunch. Yeah. 
he'd probably have a good quip about that. Exactly. So um, I, I, I like where I'm at. The other ones, that, that was the end, right? I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that was, the la- that was the last pick. Kyler Murray is the other one. Derek I thought about him, but he's going to be injured, right? For the first time. He took McCoy. He might be back. I had. I, uh, I, th- I thought in the backup role with the starter inevitably coming back. I could see that. That could be fun. I was talking about. I was when I when I was talking about the, the one that I thought was interesting. I thought uh, Stinky Mac Jones. That would be oh, shit. That would be. Would, yeah, I almost took Mac Jones. I just I don't want to see. About him. He's the one I didn't think about. Yeah. I don't want to see the Patriots on this show. The one I gotta, that I almost took was mm-hmm. also Sam Howell. Yeah, I thought I of that too. Sam, I was between Sam Howell, my for my last pick. Yeah. Oh, Ritter, Ritter, Sam Howell, and Kenny Pickett. I decided to go Kenny Pickett. Ritter, Ritter just seems like kind of a Mariota Jr. to me. So for that'd yeah. be another right, right player situation, wrong person. I also don't really want to see Arthur Smith again. Like again, <laughs> you talk about vanilla. I mean, his name is Arthur Smith. Like yeah. that guy is just. I loved him as a coordinator, but it's just like Gla- glaring lack of chin. Yeah, and, and Howell's her- another one where I'd almost rather take the room because you want to just see what happens during the season. Like him and Brissett, Brissett. like the career, the career backup that. Gets a shot every once in a while. This the room is kind of more interesting than the than Sam Howell himself. Yeah. Whereas Pickett is the story in Pittsburgh. Like it's got to be Pickett. It's he's from there or and it, went to school there or whatever. And again, you would get some all time. Like if they lose three in a row to you know like the, you know they lose to the Bengals, the Ravens, and 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 um, yeah, the, Trubisky Jackson is there. Trubisky is a, still there. Yeah, like three in a row. Yeah, you're gonna get the Trubisky, but then you're gonna get the angry Pittsburgh like radio callers who were calling in with their thick ass accents. And Yinzers, good lord. I mean yeah. so the radio yeah, hosts in Pittsburgh, we, those are the crazy ones. I think it was good. I thought about Malik Willis, because again, it's kind of a what's the career gonna do, but I don't think he's that interesting. You just strictly thought of him because you're a Titans fan. Well, no, I did because I was like, that's kind of interesting because nobody knows what's gonna happen. Like they're like, you know, he could get cut, he could be on a new team, like I think that would be an interesting storyline if he goes to Houston or you know someone like that. Stroud, we didn't take. Yeah, uh, I mean any of the rookies. Any of the rookies. Rookies, rookies are intriguing. Levis would be interesting from a personality perspective. That's maybe the wrong player, right person. Maybe next year, I think, when yeah. the quarterback yeah. situation is a little more. Tannehill's done. Tannehill's yeah. gone. Yeah, no Henry. So it's going to be like an interesting. You know what? What can the what can the rookie do with with kind of a bare you know a bare cabinet. With a with a bottle full of mayonnaise and a you know, smoking hot girlfriend. I was gonna say something real dirty, but I'll. I'll say <laughs> well, we're two hours in. I mean, I like doing that. It was a long. That was a long starting five, but I I, I enjoyed our conversation. I yeah. enjoyed our banter there. No, it's a, a true big veiny triumphant bastard, but I think it worked out well. So I guess we can recap it uh, real quick here. So we had. Taylor at 1-1 goes Lamar Jackson. A little bit of a pander, I think, but a good pick there in the first round. It's, you know, solid value. I followed up with Aaron Rodgers at 2. Eric goes with Tua Tungavailoa at 3. Spenny Joe Burrow, Spenny Josh Allen, Eric Matt Stafford. Me with Russell Wilson, Mr. Unlimited. Taylor goes with Baker Baker Mayfield. Uh, Taylor goes with Geno Smith after that. I go with uh, Mr. Deshaun Watson, which would just be quite a watch. I mean, wh- what we need to do is get him and Urban Meyer in some kind of series together. Just uh, truly just an above-the-line collection of individuals there. Eric I cannot is, believe they got Urban Front told. That's unbelievable. Yeah. I would love this. That would be very interesting. I, I got to go watch that. I, I'm excited. Eric goes with Trey Lance. Kind of an interesting one there. Uh, Spenny with Jimothy G. Good pick. I like Jimmy G. Uh, Spenny, Justin Fields in the fourth round. Eric Jordan Love. I take Trevor Lawrence, Taylor, Bryce Young in the fourth round. Taylor closes it out with Daniel Jones. I take Jalen Hurts. Eric takes A. Rich, Anthony Richardson, and gentle Spenny Pickett takes Kenny Pickett there to close this out. So 
That's a draft. That's a good draft, fellas. Very, very well done. It was. I, I should have. I feel like I couldn't have. Hurts could have made or break, made or broken me. Like I could have had Allen, Hurts, and uh, Burrow. And I gotta, I, be, like, I gotta be honest. I think you bricked this a little bit compared to how how you, you were hyping you, it. You, had you guys draft. put me in a weird spot leaving Burrow and Allen on the board. You had the draft that the Browns had where they drafted the cornerback. Um, no, 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 man, no, 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 man, no, no, no. My list is very good. Burrow and Allen, like you think like, oh, Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, but like fucking people are gonna tune in for Allen and Burrow. Like I had to take that. Yeah, I mean, you know. Justin Fields, Justin Fields. That's name value too. People want to see what happens with him. We'll let we'll let. I think that I think that's a better pick than some of the chalk ones. Like I, I'm more interested to see what's going on with him. You want you want to see the Josh Allen one? Shut up. I'd watch well, it. I don't know you if I definitely want to see the Josh Allen. One. I I don't know. I'm I'm holding on that. I'm not buying. He, I just I know exactly who whatever Josh Allen man. Is. Like, we'll have the I think I think. I think Russell Wilson and Baker Mayfield are going to be on this show next year. I've, I've looked through all the quarterbacks, and I just – I don't know who the third is, but, man, does that make sense as two Jaylen. people that – Jalen is the uh, the established guy. Hurts? Yeah, could be. That's a pretty good show. Okay. Was that is that all we got? Any uh, Maryland man of the week, Nick Kane or Medley? I'll go real quick because um, we're on, we're past the two hour mark, so I don't need to be expand too much. Uh, Carlos Alcaraz is yeah. my Maryland, oh yeah, a person of the week for dethroning Mister Djokovic, who while is incredible and is one of the more under, he's going to go down as probably one of the more underappreciated athletes in terms of his seats. He's never been the most likable guy in the world, so seeing Alcaraz take him down was fun. Alcaraz is incredibly fun to watch. He is, you know, has a looks like he has a ton of fun out there. Still, don't know that much about him, so I think he's that twenty. He's twenty years old. Like, that's hopefully, the crazy. like feature stories or whatever are coming to. He like, won two now. He won U.S. Open. Yeah, U.S. US Open, Open last year. Um, with the caveat that Djokovic wasn't allowed to come and play. <laughs> um, he, uh, I just think he's kind of the next guy, and you hope that there is a, you know, a nice, you know, some of these other young guys. Um, emerge around him to make a nice post um, Djokovic now generation with the other guys and guys in the Djokovic era fading away. So I was very impressed by that. That was very fun tennis to watch the like 30 minute game that went on was, was Mm -hmm. fantastic. Tennis is one of those things that when it really hits, it hits, 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 and everybody can watch it. In all, it. In all my Great. four years of watching the tennis majors, that was uh, probably the best one I've seen. It's very good. Best yeah. final. Yeah, Nadal so, Federer. I mean, that's probably the, I think that's the greatest sports match game of my of our lives. When they went five and a half hours, I think that was oh, it uh, French Open good. last year. I think that was yeah. Oh wait, I think that was the greatest, greatest match of all match time of, of my like uh, of any sport that I've seen live. I think that was number one for me. Tennis also underrated. The ESPN top tennis booth with the McEnroe's and Ma- Fowler yeah. is fucking McEnroe's so good, man. Very. Those guys are very good. And the big moments and Fowler always knows when to lay out and not talk. And, not, and they always know when to lay out and not talk. That's one of the underrated, some of the other parts of the tennis coverage I could take or leave, but those guys are very, very good. And uh, they rise to the big moment every single time. So I'm taking Alcaraz. Yeah. I'm going to go with uh, the, I, I guess Chris Storer, but everyone, literally everyone involved in the making of the show, the bear. Love the bear. Finished season two finally. And I think succession may be better, but the bear probably my favorite show that I've watched this year thus far. Bear is ten times better than succession. I know you're a succession hater. We're not gonna get into it. I'm but. not a hater. I liked it. It just got like 
And you know, I'm not the type to like do what KFC does and like hate on stuff just because it's popular. But like, Succession was fine. It was witty. It was well written. It was kind of non, not anticlimactic as an overall show. I just except I appreciate when, classics. Except for like spoiler alert, when Kendall like the best part of the show is when Kendall kills the waiter. You're not that's into the, it. I get that's it. the best part of the show. <laughs> Eric, go ahead. Um, I'm gonna go Netflix, and I had this before we did our, our starting five. Um, I just I think they've knocked their last couple of, like sports series out of the park. It's really all I watch on there. The Full Swing, Point Break, um, and uh, and and quarterback again. I think they've done really really good job um, with their stuff. Even like Untold, you know, going back to, like the Manti thing and and uh, the Malice to Palace one. I think they've really they've kind of taken over um, the thirty for thirty like steering kind of because again thirty for thirties used to be like legitimately cannot miss and now it's like I couldn't tell you the Ravens one was the last one I sat down to watch but before that couldn't tell you like either. the Ravens one was cool for a Ravens fan but like it wasn't I, that great. I enjoy again as as someone who is very openly not a Ravens fan, I enjoyed it just being a football fan and being like that was awesome. I remember that that, that was, was the only cool. notable one that's that is really short in the last in a ten long years time. maybe yeah. you know but again they used to be every single one was can't miss. So I think Netflix has done a good job of kind of taking that hand. They off used to and, all be on Netflix on. and then ESPN Plus happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um I'm going to go with myself. Of course. I got my For golf draft performance. 30 30 years old. I've, I've achieved uh my 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 30s. It's a funny feeling, but you have achieved your 30s. Dude, I could have at the end. You don't huh? Don't you? I'm, I'm, I think I'm over halfway done. I think I'm over halfway done. I, I think no I'm way. no way, dude. I'll, I'm not making it till sixty. I he's a big, he's a big birthday guy too. In case you, you didn't know that, I'm I've not made. I'm not making it till sixty. There's zero percent. Give myself a seven percent chance of making it to sixty. No possible way. Golf swing is fucking back. I was cranking the driver. I'm back, dude. That's just gonna it's last like, forever, too. Summer, that's the cool thing about golf is month. you're gonna go out there and start playing again, and it's just gonna stay that way. Like that's the best <laughs> part about it. I've got a great. I've got. A, I have to tell you guys a story offline. Like I maybe should have said on the pod, but it's pretty, pretty aggressive. Pretty aggressive. Okay. Um, but I, I'm, I'm. It's me. I'm him. I'm him this week. This is my week. I'm him. Let's golf. Let's go golfing. <laughs> Eric and I did. We did. I know. I want to get out. I want to get out with you guys. Jake, we still haven't, which is yeah, crazy. That's crazy. We gotta get out. Maybe this weekend. Okay. Investors? Possibly you. God knows I got nothing else going on. Uh Eric, you're up. <laughs> no, I just did uh, I did Netflix. Oh yeah. Spent yes. Oh yeah. I guess we're uh, we're good then. Uh okay. That's a show. Two uh, running past the two hour and ten minute mark. That is quite a, if you're still listening, hit us up on Twitter because that is fucking impressive. Yeah, uh, you made it. Thank but, you. I will say, really long episode. We probably, you know, went long on some things. The quarterback draft, I actually think, is one of our better ones. That was one. Yeah, I, I agree. Think, yeah, I, agree. I think most people listening should be able to connect with that pretty well. Sometimes we draft, and I'm like, people got to be like, what is going on here? If you don't know the quarterbacks in the NFL, I banana don't laffy taffy. Yeah, this is this goes on our Mount Rushmore of hotel, um, the hotel, and I think the bachelor party one too. I don't know what that one is. Our hotel draft was very good, Taylor. If that you was a good that one. one. It's very, very good. That is one of our best as ones. A, as was- a fan, I can say that was a good one. Okay. Well, <laughs> without further ado, I, I guess I can get us out of here. Uh, thank you guys for listening to this extra long episode. It was very good, though. Great, great Orioles talk that lasted a while. Great uh, starting five that lasted a while. Great segments in between. Thank you, as always, to Jimmy Seafood, our presenting sponsor. Thank you to Fed Thrill for sponsoring starting five. Thank you to our friends at Black Eyed Susan Spices for sponsoring our hot takes. 
You guys are the best. You listeners are the best. Follow us on social media at exit52podcast. Follow me at Jake Luke. That's L-O-U-Q-U-E. Spencer is at Ravens 4 Dummies. That is the number four. Taylor is at My 10 Eric is at E-D-I-T-T-I-22. And Banks, you know, just the summer of Brian rolls on. Hopefully we'll see him back here in a couple weeks. But he is at Barstool Banks. You can find him there. Season in between, episode two, coming Friday. Check that out as well. Going to be a really fun one, focusing on oh, Ozzie my, Newsom. Track. My Nick Kanter Manly Man of the Week is Jake for an, yet another local Emmy. Mm. That was that, you're, you're killing it. Mm, I appreciate you that. You deserve a local Emmy. I'm dead serious. I was going to say, let's, 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 let's actually get me one, and then we'll, we'll, we'll talk we about talk that. talk to for that? Um, I'm yeah. serious. You deserve Do one. Do they have you're, podcasts on the local Emmys? Yeah. I'd hope so. Really? I'm pretty no. sure. I did not know Bring it home. Fucking bring sure. it home, boys. I'm we'll serious. Have to, we'll have to look into it. But thank you all for listening in, and we'll talk to you again next week. See you. Peace. Grow up.